Shaleva. <laughs> Sorry, interrupted your silence. I'll be quiet. You're good. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. Hi, everyone. It's Alayda. And Miranda. And- oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just like, wrong Leva. If my brain wouldn't stop. Sorry. I'll do it again. <laughs> wrong intro. Oh, God. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Alayda. And I'm Miranda. And together we make up the sidekicks. The sidekicks. You couldn't make it out with our yelling. Uh, welcome back. I hope everyone's having a great week. Um, for this episode, everyone, we're going to be talking about our favorite list, favorite superhero, Superman. Yes. specifically superman smashes the clan thank you i keep rewriting the title every time i look at him i'm like superman versus the clan <laughs> it's like smashes that, that's that's the book that's the book yes. about it yeah i'm excited to talk about this one it's pretty fun actually it was really good this week and read it throughout the week and then yesterday i was like oh no <laughs> i have to finish the rest of the book but it was it's a really quick read i think mm-hmm it's three issues but like 70 pages per issue yes uh, which was like a fun surprise <laughs> <laughs> it was we were, i i was super excited because i was like i did it i picked something short and sweet it'll be a nice light read and no it is a book <laughs> yeah i don't know if anything with the clan is light i mean okay i am firmly of the belief that it is my patriotic duty as an american to smile anytime like a Nazi gets punched. And as far oh, yeah. as I'm concerned, the clan is like the same level. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I guess what I mean is the well, let's talk. Well, okay, hold on. Let order of operations later. So first, Miranda, was this the first time you read this? Oh, absolutely. This was the first time. What about you? Was this your first time? Yes. I didn't know this existed <laughs> at all. That's okay. I wouldn't have known it existed if I wasn't crazy. Uh, you're not crazy. <laughs> no, like, let's it, find stuff we don't know. <laughs> I was doing research for something. Um, oh, I know what I was doing research for. So there is a storyline in from the 60s where like Batman and or not Batman, where Superman and Jimmy Olsen like cosplay in the bottled city of Candor as Batman and Robin. But okay. bats and robins don't exist in the bottled city of Candor, so they call themselves Nightwing and Flamebird. And so I was looking for that story to read it because I was like, there's no way. There's like, first, first, the fact that like Superman was wanted to pretend to be Batman. Like it was, I know he didn't have superpowers and there was like a, a big threat and he had to like fight crime in the bottled city of Candor where he doesn't have powers. But the fact that like his go-to thought was like, I'm going to be just like my best buddy Batman is hilarious. Yes. You know, but it's, uh, I, I just, I was sounds doing, like fun. Yes. So I was like trolling through the app looking for the Superman story and they mm-hmm. do not have it. Oh, <laughs> they let Ooh. me down. Um, no, DC no, unlimited. You need to add this like 1963 story. Someone's uh, fighting for the rights right? somewhere. It's, it's probably for some dumb reason, like all the copies of it were burned down in a warehouse. Someone got pissed off at somebody else. <laughs> right. They're like, actually, nobody gets to enjoy this. Right. Ah. Yes. <laughs> so I was looking for that. And then because of how the app is set up, because the search algorithm makes it so hard to find things. Oh, my God. The DC app, y'all get it together. 
yeah. get it together dc i appreciate that you've put everything there i really do but i'm gonna tell you the marvel app has you beat <laughs> i can't it's way easier of it's an easier format and platform yes i continue miranda sorry i wanted no. to say that like six weeks ago when i first got the app and i forgot about it but <laughs> i'm saying it now <laughs> it is a mess it makes it so hard to find things because like you can you can have all of like the periodical information about like what you're looking for. You can know the title, you can know the comic run, you can know the issue number, you can know the year it came out, you can know the creatives and it, you'll still have to sift through like five other books that are completely unrelated to what you're looking for. Yeah. The Marvel Unlimited app is like a better, mm-hmm. it's better because it they did a lot of the compiling for you. And then when you're searching, it's not as hard to find things. I don't Mm -hmm. know why it's so difficult. And then like another thing (laughs) in the Marvel app, you can like bookmark where you're at. Mm -hmm. And with this app, you can't do that. So you're like, it'll leave, it'll leave it where you were reading it. Mm -hmm. But like, just and this is just like me being nitpicky, I think, because like, I just want the security of knowing that I bookmarked it. And that way I'm like, oh, that's where I left because that's how I was trained to read since a child. So just trusting the app that I already have issues with, I I, I don't trust it. No, it It stresses me out. (laughs) It makes it so hard. And it makes it hard to find things that like you finished reading, because if you click like the I finished reading it thing, it removes it from like your list. Yeah. Which is a very helpful feature for some people, I am sure. But it is bullshit when you're a researcher. Yeah. And it doesn't like archive it. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, if you're going to remove it from like a pending reading list, I get it but archive it for me like right now I was like oh let me like that's how I was like looking at my phone I was trying to pull it up because it hides everything for me <laughs> I'm like stop I'm trying to use it I'm sure I'm giving you money <laughs> please mm-hmm. let me use this fucking app yeah okay like it's it's very <laughs> so frustrating I needed to rant about the fucking app no no it's, they need to you know the truth this is useful user feedback that we are giving them ever I'm gonna leave a review <laughs> gonna do it do it do it but like it's also it's like if i put in the comic that i want to read and the issue number there is no reason why i should have to sift through five other titles to find that one yeah i agree with you like if i want to read superman 76 the very first thing that pops up is a superman comic number number 76 like i understand if it shows me like superman 76 from like 1982 versus superman 76 from like 2019 Mm-hmm. I understand if it's that kind of thing, but that's not what's happening. Drives me nuts. Drives yeah. me up a wall. So because I... <laughs> because the search algorithm is like that, and because I was looking for a stupid Superman book, it threw a bunch of other Superman books at me. So like I flipped through them, and then I saw Superman smashes the clan, and I was like, "Well, that is a K. That is a hard K." <laughs> <laughs> it is a hard K. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he is um, very into comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I don't not he remembers things I as y'all know and hopefully like and love and appreciate I forget a lot of stuff that I read uh but he'll like remember things and I'll like casually remember things yeah like we were at the toy store out here and they mm-hmm. have um long books so I was going through them mm-hmm. and I kept seeing uh see now I forgot but when I was there I did remember Mm-hmm. oh the secret wars i was like oh i know what this is ha 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 ha, ha. Yeah. and they had like a 
illustration of Alex Ross and we were able to talk about it and stuff. Anyway, he's like the comic book pal that lives here. And um, I was reading last night and he was over and he was like, oh, like, what are you reading? Uh, and I was like, oh, it's Superman versus the clan. And he was like, huh? And I was like, like the clan, the KKK clan. He's like, oh, shit. And I was like, I know. <laughs> it's definitely like attractive like i don't know if you care about anything it's like oh like anything social justice it'll be like oh yeah let me read that because like what is this about um and it was my first time reading it and it's like the first well i'm sure we'll talk about it we both read an interview from the the author Mm -hmm. um but it's based on a radio like a radio episode that was the podcast of the time (laughs) that was in like the 40s and i didn't even know that like i didn't know that history of super and I might dare to say that I appreciate Super Superman more now because of this comic. <laughs> it, it this one is a good one for Superman, I think. Mm-hmm. Like it's um the the radio serials were wild in terms of how influential they were on like the history of Superman. I it mentions in the book itself that like the radio serials are how we got kind of the concept of Kryptonite. They're where we got uh, Perry White. That's where we okay. got. I believe also, I mean, maybe not Jimmy Olsen. No, I think that is where Jimmy Olsen came from. Like the radio serials like created a lot of like Superman lore because they were so wildly popular. Uh, and so um, in 1946, following the end of the war, you know, rah, rah America, uh, <laughs> following the end of the war, like during the wartime, Superman fought Nazis, but he mostly fought Nazis on the home front, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And that was in par- done in part because comic writers didn't want to, if Superman fought in Germany, then the question would become, well, why didn't Superman just end the war? And so the writers didn't, A, they didn't want to confront that have this question. And then B, they didn't want to disrespect the real life soldiers who were fighting in the war. Right. You know, cause like having Superman come and save everybody, like it, it lessens their effort and their sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And so the way that they solved this is Superman fought, uh, Superman dealt with like the home front. Um, Batman and Robin dealt a lot with spies. I remember that they dealt a lot with like super spies. And then Wonder Woman was out of like the big three superheroes was the one that actually fought Nazis. But because she was a woman, she fought like female Nazis. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, there's a lot of Wonder Woman in the one years is delight is like on one hand delightful because you're watching her punch Nazis. But then on the other hand, it's really frustrating because like her her alter ego, like her normal alter ego as Diana Prince is like a secretary. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's it is it's delightful. But like Superman was fighting Nazis. He was fighting like for like America, but he was fighting on like the home front. And then when the war ended, you know, they, they couldn't have him keep fighting Nazis. And so um, <laughs> they're like, okay, okay, okay. There's other big bads now. <laughs> yeah. But they wanted to keep the themes of, in terms of he fights for truth, justice, and the American way. And, and like, so they wanted him to fight intolerance. And at this exact same time, um, the KKK was uh, having a third resurgence. So, like, there was the initial KKK, which arose out of like um, the end of the Civil War, which, like, kind of it flared and then it petered out because they accomplished their goals. They established a lot of Jim Crow laws and that sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was a second resurgence uh, following like the birth of the nation film, but that one was um, (laughs) 
Uh, if, if you want an even lower opinion of the clan than I'm sure you already have, um, <laughs> I want to tell you that the clan is a multi-level marketing scheme. It's yes. a pyramid scheme. Yes. So that's uh, even lower, even lower than bigotry. Uh, <laughs> it said it's lower than that. Oh, gosh, they're rough. <laughs> they are it's so a con, rough. It it's is. A you can't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't understand the brain of a bigot it's probably for the best and also mlms i can't understand how people fall into it but it's like the perfect hurricane for people who are i don't want to say desperate because like you can be desperate and not be hateful for sure but i mean it yeah, is a dude, form of like, desperation yeah like i don't i guess in, that was dumb you call that out <laughs> it's just it's stupid like and they kind of touch on it mm-hmm. on in this book i know you're giving us like the historical context of it but they do they do kind of bring that up and we'll talk about it as we go but go ahead miranda i was just don't be an asshole it's <laughs> i guess what i'm trying to say yeah like it's um uh one of the things like i as a person believe is that things like the kkk are a lie that people that have that have money and have power tell to the people that don't to explain mm-hmm. why they don't have those things mm-hmm Instead of it being a struggle um, in terms of class and in terms of wealth versus poverty, it becomes like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not the reason you're poor. It's all of those other people. They're taking the opportunities away from you. It's not me that's not paying you a living wage. Like, that is something that I very firmly believe. Like, I think that is where a lot of uh, bigotry comes from. Yes. When I was in college, I I took a class where I ended up having to read a I had to read some essays that were written by former Klansmen. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that they talked about is that like they very firmly believed that like that was the reason that like other people were the reason they were suffering. Yes, there is a history. I think I have a book. It's called, I don't remember the author's name, but the title is like the the side that was never told or the half that you weren't told, something like that. And it's mm-hmm. about kind of like the economic history, social history of how does this happen? Like, how does this narrative happen? It is that it's people who have wealth and like prestige and like legacy and all that turning folks that have common things. So like, if you don't have Mm -hmm. anything and someone has everything, but you, there's a bunch of you that don't have anything, Mm -hmm. you'll all like resonate with like certain feelings, right? Like I don't have human rights like I don't have shelter I don't have protection I'm being overworked I'm doing all these things yeah but this person's not doing all any of those things and they have a lot of wealth mm-hmm. um and instead of like wh- how do you control that you you turn the people against themselves mm-hmm. and we see that like obviously like we do not live in a perfect society like we talk about it in history but it's happening it happens every generation um where you turn the groups against each other and like the most obvious thing is skin color and like cultural differences and yeah it's just like to echo what Miranda was saying is just that's what was going on they just kind of turn people against each other and what can you cling on to you can cling on to your quote-unquote pure race Mm -hmm. and be hateful because it's a very obvious difference that someone looks different from you yeah not that they're more pure or not like we can't like without getting into like like the the blood quantum thing like we really can't Ugh. and especially then like now we have like the 23 and me and stuff like that you can kind of trace your ancestry a little bit mm-hmm. more 
but then it was just like oh this this and this like you look like me so we must have the same values which we it gets presented in this as well like towards the end of the book but yeah it's just ridiculous <laughs> just like we know this and a lot of people know like people have studied this they've written papers lived experiences all these things and we still can't get past certain points in certain communities and it sucks Mm -hmm. but yeah there was definitely uh (laughs) stuff done in the 40s and it was that that radio periodical that Mm -hmm. um rando was talking about to help try to combat that stuff uh but back to your point yeah mlm for sure (laughs) yeah it's complete mlm if if you are new to this concept i hate to break it to you but bigotry is is a con it's a scam Mm-hmm. It You're is. Being lied to. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is another way that you are being exploited. Yeah. So don't do it. <laughs> don't yeah. fall into it. Don't like don't don't drink from the poison well. No, don't. Yeah. So but yeah. And so like uh, in the 40s, there was another resurgence of the KKK. And like one of the things that you kind of notice if you study American history in even like the most superficial fashion is that every time there is a large immigration surge, there is a, a equal and opposite opposite um, reaction of like, it's all about the purity and the true Americans. And mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the delivery made me laugh. I'm sorry. That was like what was causing like the KKK to resurge. And mm-hmm. so you had this Superman radio show that was happening you had, um, I believe he was a, a reporter who he specifically specialized in like figuring out the secrets of like the clan. Mm-hmm. So basically this guy infiltrated the clan, discovered like all of like their s- stupid code names and everything. If you don't know, the clan calls themselves things like ogre and dragon. And it's very, they're just nerds. They are. It's it's what they're, happens when nerds become racist. Yeah, they're just hate hateful nerds. Like <laughs> they're just assholes. Like yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be a fucking wizard. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Isn't that like blasphemous? I don't understand. Right? Oh my gosh. I don't understand. I don't get it. Okay. <sighs> yeah, it's no. It's just me losing my mind. This usually it's Miranda. Like ah, <laughs> this time it's me. <laughs> You should lose your mind. It's just, it's stupid. It's yeah. maddening. Oh, absolutely. And you're like reading it. I was just like, oh, these fucking assholes. Keep going, Miranda. Sorry. I keep yeah. interrupting. No, no, <laughs> this is, it's worth it. But you had all of these forces kind of coming together, talking about like, well, we want Superman to stand against like intolerance. Like we want Superman to stand for what like we think America should be. And we think America should be a place where, everyone can exist and people aren't like people are judged on their merit and not based off of like superficial things. And so, um, they came together to write this 16 part, like radio, like the story on like the radio show. And it was, it was specifically to a teach kids that hate isn't cool. True. (laughs) And B it was also basically to expose, like to take away the clan's mystique. Yeah, like it was it was to, to expose how ridiculous it all really is. Right. And how um, MLM it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like they used these real clan like, I mean, obviously it's a radio show. It's not a visual medium, but they described real clan costumes. They described real clan. They used real clan code words. 
They used real clan, like rights, rights, mm. you know, like that's they, all that stuff that they used was like backed in research. They just didn't call it the KKK. They called it the clan of the fiery cross because the KKK was very litigious. Yes, because you don't have a leg to stand on. You're going to be trying to use the law <laughs> like some MLMs. Mm-hmm. If you say anything about them, it's yep. a cease and desist yep. immediately. <laughs> exactly exactly yep and the thing is is that like this this radio show comes out and it works like it basically it it curbs this third resurgence of the clan like before it can really get the ball rolling Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden it goes from being like you know is life super shitty well yeah life's super shitty do you not understand that like uh, people live different lives no i don't understand that people live different lives like well right Come wear bed sheets. Protect yourself because we know <laughs> yeah. if people came out, it's like um the folks now that get like <laughs> doxxed basically yeah. when they're being complete terrors to communities. Right. They kind of like they knew like at a certain mm-hmm. point, like if you know you're wrong, like you may not be hiding your identity mm-hmm. as strongly. It's not just a protection of identity. Like Miranda and I never like say where we live. Mm-hmm. because the internet's scary but it's not for what i say you know <laughs> like i know i'm not sitting out here being like a complete hateful person mm-hmm. and like the clan absolutely was like they were yeah. murderers that's why they hid their identities so violently because they fucking knew like oh mm-hmm. if i commit murder and i'm not wearing anything to hide my thing i'm gonna get prosecuted because this is wrong but i'm right because it's for like the nation or whatever Mm -hmm. Ah! (laughs) it's like (laughs) rage (laughs) only say my emotions (laughs) it's the same reason like people like it people say things on the internet that they would never say in real life and that's because like when you're face to face with somebody like you have that filter that kind of holds you back and you have that realization like there are consequences, but computers work kind of like masks or I suppose in the face and like the K- example of the KKK, like hoods of because yeah. you are not being yourself like outright, you can do whatever the fuck you want because there are no consequences. Yep. It basically, and it took uh, things like uh, things like that radio show, it stripped the mystique away instead of it being like, oh, you know, there's like some mystical force or they were chand picked by God or like, you know, or like, oh, it's like the scary, like crowd burning crosses. Like, no, no, that's fucking Joe right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's your lame ass mm-hmm. neighbor. Like, that's who yeah. it is. Your fucking neighbor that's like on the neighborhood right. app being an asshole. Like, that's who it is. Yeah. They're so discontent with themselves in their life that they have to be. Mm-hmm villains it's not a wizard it's fred and everyone knows that fred fucking weirdo yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's not it's not a dragon right no it's not magical it's not mystical it's not the cavalry it's not all these things it's just regular regular people who are being like Mm -hmm. terrible yeah (laughs) it's and hateful People who are upset with their lives and are upset with their situations and rather than actually doing something productive about it or like trying to figure out why things are the way that they are, they are just like, no, I'm miserable. So I'm going to put on like a hood and make other people miserable. Right. 
and this is not like internet comments miserable this is like burnings lynchings yeah beatings no (laughs) no like not scaring people away from voting scaring people away from living in certain areas scaring people away from shopping in certain areas Mm -hmm. just existing Like, like yeah like making people live in fear yeah so there's the radio show and then we get so the creatives on this um i believe it's a two two people mm-hmm. um it's gene loon yang he's the writer and then guru hiru no guru no guri hiru is the artist yep. and lettering was done by uh, janice shang thank you yeah, so these are the the creators that are behind the retelling of that radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, epi- um, what did you call it? <laughs> what did um, they call it? It was a radio show. Like it was just radio show. Okay. Uh, so yeah, thanks. It was like um, like in the forties, people didn't have televisions, and so Cereal? like, Cereal? yeah, it was a serialization. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it's radio like, serial. Fuck is the word. This is what happens when you end up getting an English degree but then forget things because you're like I know there's a word that I'm looking for and I can't find it and then I spend 15 <laughs> seconds trying to figure it out <laughs> as we're recording but yeah so these are the creators behind the retelling of the the original radio show mm-hmm. and I believe they're all Asian American I don't know about um, the letter I think so I know that um, the writer is specifically Chinese American yes and the author the excuse me the illustrator's uh, unit Girihiru. Uh, it's kind of like a studio. So there's, oh. it's a Japanese illustration team, and they've done a lot of work uh, with Marvel. They did Avatar: The Last Airbender, Sonic World Adventure, The Unbelievable Gwenpool, Superman Smashes the Clan, which is what we're covering today. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what the internet says. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, let me just read what this says. Okay, so. Uh, it's credited as illustrator unit Jiruhiro and Jiruhiro Studios is a Japanese illustration team consisting of Chifuyu Sasiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does the work plan design, pencils and inks, and Naoko Kawano, also work plan design, colors, web design. Both originally from Sapporo, Japan. They're currently based in Sitama, mainly working as artists for American comics. And they're two women's. The two women are art school graduates who worked as web designers and art museum receptionists prior to their work in comics. Cool. Yeah. So You're living the dream. Super, super cool. Uh, yeah, honestly, after winning second place in the manga competition, they were advised by the organizer of the contest that their art style didn't fit the Japanese market. They decided to try the American market and since illustrated many American comics and graphics. Yeah. So live the dream, y'all. Do your thing. That's awesome. So these are the artists. So it's a collab. So like this radio serial comes out in like 1946 and then flash forward and it, it again because it exposes how ridiculous the clan is it kind of curbs their resurgence now flash forward um, to um i guess by resurgence it's specifically their um they're recruiting yeah they're like recruiting people at during this time and um it it shows their asses basically on how ridiculous they are and it really like puts a damper on it mm-hmm. and slows everything down for the clan mm-hmm. go ahead Marin. so we flash forward 80 years all right and it is 2019 2020 yes the world is shut down yes the world is shut down due to um 
a certain pandemic that we are still in. Yep. Uh, we're pretending like we're not, but we're still in it. Yep. And in the midst of this, there is a resurgence in America of hatred against people of Asian descent mm-hmm. and specifically people of Chinese descent mm-hmm. because, I don't know, people because people are dumb. No, it's because of fear mongering. <laughs> no, yeah. it is because of fear mongering. It is yeah. straight up because of fear mongering and because of misinformation having to do with the pandemic. Yes. And so um, in the midst of this, Yang, sorry, I had to remember the last name. You're uh, fine. In the midst of this, Yang is, oh goodness, I forgot. Is is Yang approached to do a story? He's already done stories of mm-hmm. Asian American stuff. I think he he pitches this, um, but let okay. me just look into it right now. It's fine. Let's do it right. Mm-mm. Sorry, I skimmed. No, I was like running out of time. Fine. So I like, I skimmed. I knew some of it. Like I know that. Um, I do believe he's approached to it, but hold on. Let me pull it up. Oh, I have it. Over yeah. There. Sorry. I got like two screens going. <laughs> I know that he, he learned about like the serial through Freakonomics and then he read like a book about it and it was meaningful to him because there aren't a lot of DC is doing much better now than they did in the past, but there isn't a lot of um, representation of people that there wasn't a lot of like representation of people that weren't white within mm-hmm. like DC comics. And like the fact that this was a 1940s radio show that that like we're in, in a Chinese American family was like the main characters alongside Superman, mm-hmm. something that was very like it, it, it was very important to him. Yeah. And it doesn't, the article doesn't say if he was approached, um, but he was inspired by what Miranda said. Like she, mm-hmm. he finds out about this through reading Freakonomics. Yang already had like a repertoire of writing about Chinese American experiences through characters. And mm-hmm. he was already an established uh, writer. So mm-hmm. it's not like he came out of nowhere. He's been no, working no. since like the 90s. And yeah, so he just takes a lot of, I think a lot of us hear about like Superman uh, and what Superman was like in the 40s with him mm-hmm. being like an immigrant, basically it's a story of an immigrant. Mm-hmm. But although he's immigrating from a whole nother planet, right? But it's pretty much those experiences told through comics yeah. from people who felt outcasted, right? And we hear that over and over again. But I will say that I think it's not like I, when I read Superman, it was not the 40s, right? I was reading him like maybe in the 2000s, 2010s timeline mm-hmm. of things. And they don't explore that as much anymore. That's just kind of like, yeah, we know that by like now he's fighting something else and someone else got the fucking stone that's going to hurt him or whatever. <laughs> or he's trying to bone Wonder Woman or whatever <laughs> it is. What the fuck did we read Kingdom Come where they yes. have like a relationship? Uh, Elseworld stories. Yeah. So it's one of those things I think this book does a good job and it's a point like this is not an accident the writer pulled it back from yeah or he like reached in time basically it was just like we're gonna talk about his identity mm-hmm. and how it relates to the immigrant story like in your face there's not gonna be like oh we read that into it like it's literally like we see a young yeah Chinese American girl and Superman going through the exact same experiences and it's like you can't be dense about it. Like you can't sit here and be like, well, no, that's not what we meant or that's not what they meant. 
uh, you know, you're interpreting it because of your life stories. Like, no, this is literally what is being written. There, and there it's- is literally like the line of he talks to his hologram parents and he and he says and they say that, like, no, you know, your your adoptive family and your adoptive world, they are a part of you. They will always be a part of you. Like you are you are of Earth, but you are also always be like our son and of Krypton as well. Mm-hmm. So it's very in your face and like this is what it's very purposeful i think is what i'm trying to say it's all those words to say it's purposeful and like what it's trying to do it's reframing like superman the you know the traditional all-american hero as being an immigrant yeah like as a story of immigration and as a story of a man who is of two cultures right but they are both equally true right and what it means for him to look white as well but be of two cultures Um, a lot of discussions of passing yeah, that's what's kind of going on in this. And again, we're pulling, sorry, we're pulling from an interview that Glenn did with Inverse. It's called Superman Crush the Clan in 1946. Here's why he's doing it again in 2020. And that's the thing that we're pulling from. But it's just really to set up the story. I know it's like we're not really talking about the comic book yet, but it's to set it up. I swear mm-hmm. Stick with us. Uh, so <clears throat> again, this is coming out after like the Dylan Roof murders and all the hate that we're I mean if you're a part of the community you know like if you know you know and if you're not then it might have been a surprise that these things were happening but these ideas of like othering people who don't look like you are not new and they've always like stayed persistent in this country's history yeah so I think it would it came from well not I think it came from Glenn's like seeing what's happening and he does in this interview talk about how so in the in the story in the Superman smashes the clan we see a Chinese American family move into like a white suburb mm-hmm. they move out of Chinatown move in and Glenn talks about how historically um, Chinese immigrants and like just American Chinese Chinese American people were not mm-hmm. allowed to move into neighborhoods mm-hmm. not just them a lot of POCs a lot of minorities mm-hmm. but after World War II the narrative shifted and it wasn't then it was more like anti-Japanese and less anti-Chinese mm-hmm. like oh let's switch our racism and they were like okay well you guys can live with us but that also like came with its own friction points but what I'm trying to point out is that he also talks about how what happens on the other side of the world affects the people that live in this country severely Mm -hmm. and we saw that again with COVID-19 and all the like Asian American hate that came out during that time like a hundred like just people I they were just blatant with their hate it was just like out and like destroying community centers targeting people attacking people all these things that happen and I it's kind of this starts in like the ni- 2019, it starts getting published out, but it doesn't finish until after 2020. So he, in this mm-hmm. interview, kind of links it a lot to that. Yeah. Um, so it's just important to understand where the author was coming from. So, yeah, I don't know anything that I missed. I mean, or that you thought were, you know, that you wanted to pull from the interview itself. The author uh, learned about the story in 1946 that helped to that helped to like he learned about like this thing from 1946 that the story that was told in 1946 that did help to create a slightly more tolerant America like it mm-hmm. wasn't a it, it still 
really messed up, but yes, you know, the fact that there is, there was a direct correlation between this Superman story being told and like the KKK's popularity, like plummeting, like that is a very powerful idea. And he wanted to, he saw what was happening around him and in his own life and in his own life and in like the, uh, the America of today. And he wanted to tell a similar story, a story about, you know, what it's a, a story about how stupid bigotry is. Yeah. Like he wanted to tell a story that would do this, this the, a similar thing in 2020. Yeah. And it gets really, I think it does a good job of, of creating more nuance. Cause in the forties, it was limited to what we knew in the forties. Right. And yeah. now people know more and have language to talk about it and platforms to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so there is new, like, I didn't hear the radio adventure. It is available on YouTube. I didn't listen to it y'all but in this article that I trust (laughs) they talk about how Mm -hmm. um there is just more nuance in it because Glenn is coming from a lived experience and he's also talking about like his culture he's not talking about like the Mexican-American experience as someone who doesn't really live that experience he's talking about an uh Asian-American family yeah and he was like that was his family Mm -hmm. his parents are from like Taiwan and Hong Kong and they moved out here met in college and then they lived in California and he had like in the story we'll talk about it the girl has Roberto is her name Mm -hmm. but that's like her American name yeah so it's easier for people who speak English to say it Mm -hmm. um and he had the same thing so it's like it's kind of his story or like seeds of it came from his life so I think it's a really authentic telling of that experience. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like at its core, this is a story about, it's a story that explores identity, but it also in terms of plot is about a Chinese American family that's moving into a suburb and they immediately draw the ire of like the local branch of it's again, they're not called the KKK, but they are called the Clan of the Fiery Cross. Yeah. Which <laughs> is the KKK. <laughs> it is. It's the KKK. It is. Yeah. It's just it's, it's the, because the color changes. variant. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Elseworld KKK. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but they draw like the, the attention of like the local chapter of the clan. And right. so it starts with, it starts with a cross burning. And then, um, like the son gets kidnapped and almost murderized. Escalation, yeah, is a hell of an escalation. It's true though, but yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are really hateful. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And then, like, it culminates like with a bombing, and then a with a bombing of like a local community center, mm-hmm. and then um, an attack on the Daily Planet. Which, wild, wild mm-hmm. escalation. Yeah, it definitely just goes, yeah, I guess from bad to worse. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it gets really, really bad. It gets really, really bad. And then in the midst of this, they're trying to figure out who the Klansmen are and they're trying to figure out like what's right and what's wrong. And well, I mean, they're not really trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. It's like, there is a, <laughs> there is a character there's a, a little blonde haired, blue eyed white boy that is trying to, mm. to stop. He's trying to learn to stop justifying the hatred of others. Yes. Yep. <laughs> like, 
it's a few different stories happening in one mm-hmm. so yeah this first issue again they're like 70 page issues we're not going to go over each individual page yeah i'm sorry i'm trying to give us like a, a plot scaffold so that we can like oh, talk about it <laughs> you're absolutely fine it's just for the readers like i there's gonna it's gonna it'll tie together y'all but uh yeah all that mm-hmm. happens <laughs> As that's happening, Spider, uh, not Spider-Man. The As it's is. happening, Spider-Man flips in. <laughs> and he's like, hey, kids, stay in school. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. Right? Um, it's okay. So it's like three, three and a half different stories. So it's mm-hmm. the family story as a family. There's Roberta, who is the little girl. And let me get her like actual name. Hold up. Uh, Lanshin. Okay, Lanshin, she goes, aka Roberta, because it's like her Americanized name. Her brother, Tommy. So their story kind of and like their friction because they're handling this move differently. And then we got Superman trying to figure out his heritage. And then the like the family of like the fiery cross clan members. So it's like the uncle. (laughs) The uncle is like the the villain. He's the grand scorpion. yes and the leader of the local branch yep and then his nephew who's like uh, you see him adopting like those the ideas so yeah. yeah those are like what's going that's those are the things that are they're trying to put mm-hmm. all together which explains why it's such a long issue because <laughs> it's a lot of plot points yeah to put in a comic book i think because it is um written by an author who who, who is like the child of immigrants and who did like go through a lot of these experiences firsthand, like obviously not the clan thing, but you know, like growing up, not white in 1980s in America and struggling to put together, like what that means to him. So like one of the things that it talks about, um, it doesn't talk about it explicitly, but like, I think reading it, I understood it talked a lot about different methods of, I'm trying to think of the word. There's a word. It's like, it's not quite passing. Like Americanization? Uh, assimilation. Assimilation, that's the word. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like they talk about different, the different methods of assimilate, like the different tactics of assimilation that like mm-hmm. the four family members use. Yeah. It's, like I said, it's really nuanced. It covers mm-hmm. a lot of um, the facets of like that experience. Like if you know, you know, Loki. <laughs> but they do a good job of like, putting it out there and this um i guess it's worth noting that this is like a young adult graphic novel yeah this is written for like 14 year olds yeah it's kind of it's like for kids mm-hmm. uh teens but i do think people who may not know things should read this because well i guess it's my recommendation because it explores it so well yeah um, it's like a friendly little primer yeah it, it's <laughs> I'm sure all y'all bought the how to be anti-racist books. Read add this to the list. Put that on there. Read it first and then read no, the but other stuff. Yeah, this is like it's yeah. a good gateway book because like it's it's overt, but it isn't overt in a way that I think someone's gonna like dig their heels in. Yeah, they're yes. You know, I think it's a good introduction. Like if you if somebody hasn't grown up, like if they've grown up in a fairly homogenous community or like they've just they don't necessarily know because it isn't part, like they don't know about the many wonderful shapes that racism takes mm-hmm. because like they just, it isn't part of their lived experience. Like this is a really friendly way to be introduced to 
how different of an experience it is to not be white. Yeah. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. did, did I say that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. You said that fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does tackle like a language barrier, the bossy's Cantonese at home and the dad's often like correcting her like, hey, only speak English. She pushes her to use Roberto's like American name. Tommy mm-hmm. already has Tommy. which He's probably just accepted it. Mm-hmm. He throws away Roberta's like jacket that was culturally it looked like her culture I guess uh, yeah he ends up throwing it away he's like well you're outgrowing this anyway and and the dad is very much pushing assimilation like mm-hmm. you need to be American like you need to act white in order to and by white I mean like white American culture so like you're gonna speak English you're gonna have a name people can pronounce uh, yeah. you're gonna do all the activities that are deemed quote-unquote like American tradition Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have this nice job and it's going to be great. Like, that's what we kind of, that's what, how we first got introduced to this family. And you see Roberta and she's kind of like, she's the the crux. Like, she's the one that's kind of narrating and like pushing yeah. us through the story. She's our POV. Yeah. And she's kind of pointing out the things that the author deems you need to be pointing out. So mm-hmm. like, he's like, why, like, she's always questioning like the dad's motives she's always questioning like the kids in the neighborhood like why are they acting like that that's really weird and like often is is thinking like I'm weird like I'm I don't fit in I don't know how to fit in with these people and I don't necessarily want to fit in with these people uh and she's like the younger sister yeah also you know um um, the brother is basically trying to pass mm -hmm. like I don't know how to describe it like when he falls in with like the community center you know, he starts, um, he makes jokes about like stereotypes. He makes, he makes himself like the butt of the joke. So he'll, mm-hmm. one of the, like he calls his family quote unquote, like wontongs, which mm-hmm. is like, really like, no, <laughs> don't, maybe don't do that. And Roberta's there and she's like, why would you say that? And he's like, it's just a joke. Mm-hmm. These are like methods that people use to help cope with it. Mm-hmm. with the feeling of otherness and the difficulty that that presents because these are kids like we're really looking like we talk about the parents but it's not the parents story it's the kids story and the boy's a little older so he's mm-hmm. he kind of already had an idea of what was to be expected from him because mm-hmm. they're moving from Chinatown so they're they're uh, they're in America but in their community mm-hmm. and what's accepted there which should be probably like not probably it should be accepted everywhere mm-hmm. it's not in the white community yeah uh, and they get it's called the unity house the community center and mm-hmm. tommy's really good at playing baseball and the little white boy oh, what the fuck is his name hold on oh there he is chuck, chuck. okay so chuck, chuck the is- most american name possible <laughs> yeah so charlie i think is his name right and they call him chuck yeah he is so fucked up, dude. <laughs> he says some crazy shit to this family. So Tommy gets invited to play baseball. And Roberta, her dad threw away her jacket because she threw up on it because she has like a sensitive stomach. She gets motion sickness. <laughs> so he just throws it away and she's cold <laughs> because he didn't wash it. Uh, and she's trying to, we'll talk about her. She's like trying to hang out with the little, the other girls from the neighborhood who are, dude, I believe, white. She is, I... <laughs> I loved Roberta. She's so awkward. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is what I was like. She's very blunt. 
She's got a very strong sense of justice in terms of like, oh, like you shouldn't say that. That's lying. Or like <laughs> she approaches it in a way that like a kid approaches situations. Mm-hmm. Like when an adult is trying to act out of their norm and the ki- like the kid knows the adult's norm. Mm-hmm. So I used to work at a like where there's a lot of kids and their parents and the kids would just out their parents. Oh man, it's the best. And it was always like, okay, all right. <laughs> and Roberta kind of like does that mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> like she'll be like, that doesn't make sense. Right. Like this girl, and this is like, so it does this really well. There's a generation of like subtle racism and like full on racism. Yes. So there's two little girls and they're coded to be white girls. Mm-hmm. And they are introducing themselves to Roberta because she's like kind of sitting by herself. Tommy's being over here, all-star American, playing baseball, the most American thing ever. And mm-hmm. is killing it. He's a great pitcher. Roberta's yep. kind of sitting on her own. And she's like, I feel out of place. And then she's like, I just have to like be cool. Like, I just need to go introduce myself. So she introduces herself to the little girl. And the little girl is like, oh, she says, I'm Roberta Lee. There's like one Asian family. So the girl puts it together. She's like, oh, Tommy's your brother then. Are you guys Chinese or Japanese? And she says, Chinese. And then... She says, oh, thank goodness. You know, I've never met a Chinese before. Up lo- up close like this, I mean. Who- mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like, don't do not do that. <laughs> don't. She doesn't care if you've never met a Chinese person. Right. And she um, she was like, this girl asked, I don't even fucking know this girl's name. She asked, like, how do you say it? How do you say hello in Chinese? And she tells her it's me how. And she's like, but Roberta also calls her like, we also speak English. <laughs> like, you don't have to be weird about it. And this is like right after this, a little bit after this, actually, we see that Chuck is like pissed off that Tommy has kind of taken his spot as like the star pitcher. And he's like, whatever, just throw it. And he throws it and he like nails him. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> some right in the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, because he called him a yellow banana. <laughs> what the fuck that isn't why he does it it's there's a whole setup if he's like uh dude you're standing a little bit close to the plate like i've got i've got a speedball i don't want to hit him maybe you should back up and like he doesn't he's not aiming for his arm like it's it's not not like tommy's getting his revenge against the racist asshole no but me reading it as someone who (laughs) was like yeah fuck that kid (laughs) he as an adult who's bitter was like yeah whatever but yes he does warn him they do everything right the thing is like the Lee family does everything right and they're mm-hmm. always in trouble. Um, so yeah, he tells him step back, and that's when he's like, There's Oh, no you're appeasing bigots. No, there isn't. And that's the whole story is like, mm-hmm. no, you know how that does like that's not logical. They're like, it doesn't need to be logical, it's just for the one true race. Mm-hmm. Um, so he nails him, he gets upset, and then he calls him some slurs. Yep. And this is when everyone gets up in art like the community center knows like you're not supposed to do that like that's messed mm-hmm. up it was an accident like chuck you're out of line and then he gets fired by the redheaded boy and he this kid that's is jimmy saying, olsen thank you he's just saying some outlandish shit like would get punched out in the street and so he talks shit to roberta too and this is what i mean about I, i'm pulling out these two um panels Mm-hmm. because we see the little girls and the little girls it's not violent it's not straight up like i'm gonna call you racial slurs it's more like well i don't understand anything about you and i'm just gonna pull things that i kind of know about your culture and like discard you completely because that's the entire interaction that happens and roberta is not feeling 
welcomed right it's just like okay so they know i'm chinese and i speak another language like that's all yeah i am to these people and then on top of it we see what happens with chuck Mm -hmm. so that's one of the ways that they explore racism (laughs) yeah like they explore racism and then later like the brother's like why don't you want to go to the unity house isn't it great and she's like no 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 it is not fun (laughs) like it's not a good time for me yeah and it is at that point we follow Chuck home. We find out that like his family's living a little rough. They're and, poor. Yeah. Like they're poor. I don't mean to laugh that they're poor. They're <laughs> poor and <laughs> racist. Like I don't feel bad that they're poor and racist. It's Chuck and his mom and then his uncle. And he and Chuck and his mom moved in with his uncle after his father died. I don't know. Presumably in the war. One would assume. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's 1946. I just assume everybody died in the war. <laughs> They've died from the plague. Yes. Everyone died from the plague. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we see where it's stemming from. Like mm-hmm. why Chuck thinks it's okay to say those things. To think those things, one, and to say them. Because he's like emboldened by his uncle. He's yeah, his, making his uncle, a lot of assumptions. The clan leader. Yes. The uh, great scorpion. Yeah. So like his uncle, um, he Chuck at this point doesn't know that his uncle is involved with the clan, but he's just, he's just sad. Cause like this thing, he's sad and angry and bitter. And so he's like, he talks about like this thing that happened he's like, yeah, like I, you know, I got fired from the team cause I lost my temper. Like he's, he, he was racist. He's super racist, but also like he is a little kid that has calmed down from being angry and is like owning up like, no, I was the, I was the baddie in that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and he's like, yeah, I probably should just apologize. And then he's like, he's just talking about it with his uncle. And then when he mentions that it's a, it's not a white boy, that this, that's altercation happened with his uncle's like, oh, oh, you know, so he thinks that he can just come in and replace you. And it's like, oh my God. But even then, like, he's so racist, dude. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I don't know. I don't, can't use any other words. It is racist. So he goes, mm-hmm. he's complaining, right? Like the little boy's like, oh, you know, this kid, like he hit me and like they gave him my spot. And then the uncle is like, oh, it's this kid's name Kowalski or O'Malley or something Stein, which yeah. is like picking up like it, they might be white, but I'm picking up the difference of the whiteness between us. So like, yeah, because the clan doesn't like the clan, anything. anyone, <laughs> it, really anyone. So like. It's basically he's asking, oh, was this a Polish kid? Was this an Irish kid? Was this a Jewish kid? Mm -hmm. And then the second it was like, oh, it's an Asian American kid. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, oh, absolutely. Like you lost it another white kid. That's like, it still it still wouldn't be it wouldn't be great. Like it would it would still be hateful, but it wouldn't involve the robes. Right. He would have just been like, oh, like some stereotype, negative stereotype about that that group Mm -hmm. of people, and it probably might have ended there or he probably would have just you know taught this kid how to talk shit to those types of folk right but then this guy he's just is an asshole (laughs) well obviously Uh, he's he becomes completely unhinged by the end of it he does yeah he's he's not okay uh so that's the setup of like the kids and like what's going on with like the lee family Mm -hmm. and the Riggs is the last name of chuck's family and that's what's going on so at this point, the uncle decides to initiate Chuck into the KKK. Mm-hmm. 
he decides to initiate him because he's like, it's we're going to last straw. Yeah. <laughs> like you will the not be children of your baseball team. <laughs> I cannot do it. So they organize, I don't know, some fucking ritual. They're like in the, mm-hmm. they're being weirdos. <laughs> like in the. It's an initiation. It's yeah. Yeah. Again, this is a kid. Like this is happening. Chuck is a minor. He's probably like 13, 14. Yeah. It, they're, they're we're never given direct ages we know jimmy olsen is probably like around 17 because he's like the youth group leader yeah but we don't actually know the ages of any of the other kids and then they try and show that like jimmy and roberta have like a crush on one another at the end and it's weird because like this entire time i thought she was like a 12 year old she's strong very young i thought she was younger than 12 honestly like i thought this was this was like a 12 year old and then like this her and the 17 year old are blushing at each other and it's like oh yeah maybe she's 15 (laughs) not better well so (laughs) not better jimmy olsen has a goddamn job well that's true so we see that we see superman because he has glasses on that's how i know uh he's having a vision so he does have an interaction with like a nazi and they had kryptonite i believe they don't overtly say it but it's a green stone it's that's um again this was like the introduction of kryptonite so it's like yeah. it was called like the it was the nazis were developing a space rock that could give them energy and they called it the grunstone yes so it before we meet the family there's like a small portion where like he fights a nazi he beats him mm-hmm. up he gets exposed to the green stone yeah and then lois i love her all she does is talk shit to superman this entire thing and i fucking live for it but he gets affected by it. He's never been affected by something. So he's like, like, what is going on with me? Um, and he's, he wakes up in his home. Mm-hmm. He says, Ma, Pa. And he looks at aliens and they're talking to him in an alien. And he's like, whoa. And he gets like brought back to when he was little in Smallville, 1926. Yeah. And see the setup of the suppression of his powers, <laughs> basically. Really? Like the it's the suppression of his powers but it is like a metaphor for the suppression of this other non-american cultural identity yes so he gets taken a little radio he hears it Mm -hmm. something happens he shows oh my god i'm sorry this app is okay so what's happening great i'm sorry yeah no no you're fine uh like so what happens is he gets like he gets exposed to the kryptonite and makes him sick. And then after that, he starts like experiencing these weird hallucinations with this mm-hmm. alien couple. And yep. so it starts, it's, it's really cleverly done in terms of mm-hmm. like, it's set up as it's his own brain doing it. It's yeah. like his own brain giving him this information. And so it starts off with something familiar of he thinks he sees his parents and then he, it's aliens, but it's not like the alien couple as they actually look. We find that about that out later. It's alien couple as he thinks aliens look based off of like a magazine he read when he was eight. Yes. And so they're, you know, got antennae and red eyes and green skin and all that. Right. But they're still dressed like as his parents. Yes. And so like, this is one of the things that's happening. And that's one of the, like the storylines that's happening in the background of this is his hallucinations with about like this alien couple and that basically is leading up to him questioning his greater identity and like why he is choosing to suppress this other part of himself in order to pass as human mm-hmm. we see I, is this where we see the flashlight the flashlight the flashback of like him like 
flying and using his laser eyes no that happens later later. that happens later like it's this one is just um my app's not loading so (laughs) yeah this one is just he sits down with the alien parents and they're just like you're remembering you know and Uh then we flash back to to roberta who is their house who is like sad you know yeah she's been taken out of the environment where she feels familiar Mm mm-hmm and she's been put into an environment that is hostile to to her. It is both like overtly hostile and subtly, subtly, no. subtly hostile. It's um, othering. It's an othering oh, environment. Yes. yes, it is both like overtly hostile and othering. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like she misses her jacket because like it's she talks about how her jacket was like her security blanket, mm-hmm. and she's been given like a new jacket from a department store, and she doesn't want it. It does not make her feel safe. Right. Yep. And then the clan starts burning across in their front yard. Yep. Which so, is terrifying. Yeah, it's actually it's very scary. Yes. Uh the panel for that is really it, they do a good job of showing how big and how scary it is. It's like all encompassing. They're in their front yard. It's a huge mm-hmm. cross. The kids wake up, they see it. There's this whole like what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um they throw they're planning on throwing they're the what do you do you stay in your house right <laughs> like, uh, no, not this kid not uh, this kid no. he comes out with a baseball bat yeah so tommy runs out and chuck is told throw- we know it's chuck they don't know it's chuck yeah he throws uh basically a bomb and mm-hmm. misses he's instructed to throw it inside of the house he misses uh roberta knows who it is because he has like identifiable boots yeah uh they're red boots where's like red wellies everywhere yeah Yes, because he loves Superman. Chuck loves Superman. Mm-hmm. So we see the cops come, and, or they're actually just driving past. And it's not we'll, even the cops. It's one cop and then yeah, his friends. Like his they're friends. just on a night on the town. So they see it. They run up. They're mm-hmm. they're putting it away. Mr. Lee, the dad, is like very stressed out. But again, we see another like instance of like nuance because the police officer and his friends are African American. Mm-hmm. And they're putting stuff away and like we we see Mr. Lee's racism come out towards uh, the black folks, basically. So yeah. he's like, no, no, no. Like, you guys need to leave. Like, you're making it worse. And they call him out. We're like, bro, well, like, we're trying to help you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, like, I just need everyone to leave. Like, he's trying to act like nothing happened, basically. Mm-hmm. And then one of the the folks, one of the the people that come and help him uh tells him like i'm an officer and then he changes his narrative lead mr lee does like he's like oh i'm so sorry like i didn't know you were a police officer uh please forgive me and the police officer is very gracious and it like just kind of lets it go and he's like okay which tell me what happened and then he the investigation starts right yeah who are these people who are these people in our community Mm -hmm. and then lois being cool goes to report on it she's so cute i love her can we talk about her for a second she's great she gets so she talks so much it she she says to superman clark kent edition and says hey i got you coffee and she says thanks um clark no offense did you get any sleep at all last night your face looks like it's been ran over by a truck <laughs> it is a lot of that <laughs> it is it is a lot of that she is it later like later he talks about how she's fearless and that's why he's in love with her mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like no i get it i would be in love with lois lane yes she's amazing woman is a force of nature yes 
Uh, it's just like, it's the morning after they come as reporters to report on it because like Jimmy again is the cub reporter for like the, um, the daily planet and he lives in that neighborhood. Yeah. And Um, so they're going to do a whole special on like the clan. Yeah. Yeah. So Roberta talk, Roberta talks to them and Mr. Lee's like, no, it's just a misunderstanding. Like we just need to show them that we're like them, that we're not different. Um, even though they'll never be not different to the clan mm-hmm. yeah so they're ha- they're having a discussion about going back to Chinatown and Roberta's like no I think we should stay like in an act of resistance I think we should stay she doesn't say it like that <laughs> but that's what I read into it yeah like she gets she gets inspired by the fearless Lois Lane and mm-hmm. by like the very gentle Clark Kent of being like oh like we can't like we can't give in yeah we can't give in these people then like, they win yeah yeah you know you have to fight for you have to fight to make a place home yeah and that's when we get the flashback where like 20 years in the back eight past eight-year-old clark kent reading comic books with his buddy then the neighborhood bullies come yes and he's like screw this and he starts flowing floating and shooting eye lasers yep scares the shit out of everybody uh even his buddy it would be terrifying yes and we see actually so we see one of the things that that falls is that we see alien tails and the alien is like a, mm-hmm. a stereotypical alien right and then under it we see oriental something so that's yeah. like another little thing that they put it's a really thought out comic yeah we find out later that the confident that the so the alien tales one is like superman's image of the aliens in like his mm-hmm. mind but the um, the other one, the other comic book, that cover is a reference to the very first um, Detective Comics mm-hmm. cover that was ever released. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, this is important. Why does the flashback happen? Because Roberta, when she was talking to him, kind of states, like, I kind of knew we didn't belong. But, like, mm-hmm. after the cross burning, like, I knew we don't belong. And it's posed. And then it's a flashback because... Superman also like he has a realization like I didn't do that anymore because I learned it wasn't okay to do that anymore because I scared everybody and nobody wanted to be around me it wasn't just like I scared everybody and then they're like oh it's okay though like we just didn't know you can control his powers it was just like don't talk to me levels of scared people yeah that was when he went from like you know Clark like the Kent's boy to something other something scary yeah they're back at the unity house just talking about everything's like oh my god we're so sorry that that happened like blah 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 blah. and this is where we see like the self-deprecating humor and Mm -hmm. roberta's like i hate it (laughs) i hate being here (laughs) yeah she's just looking around she's being like it could have been any of these kids families Mm -hmm. yeah and then we flash to chuck who is like he doesn't feel good about what happened last night but he lives in an echo chamber Mm mm-hmm and his uncle is like, you know, oh, you know, you gotta, you, 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 you gotta keep trying. Yeah. You gotta keep trying to hate better. <laughs> yeah. Cause Chuck's like, oh, I missed the shot. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm sorry I missed. And the uncle's like, it's okay. Like you're forgiven. It's going to build character, blah, blah, blah. We're going to try again. We have something else up our sleeve. So Roberta and Tommy get into a fight because they do not agree on how they're assimilating with each other. Uh, Roberta calls them out, like, why would you say that stuff about us and our family? And mm-hmm. then um, he's like, you don't want to fit in. Like, you are stuck up. You you don't want, you you are stuck in, like, being different. 
so it's mm-hmm. your fault you're not fitting in um and they fight and so they separate this is how we get them to separate yeah and then we see bah, a lab and then nothing happens <laughs> and yeah it's just we're just showing kryptonite yep and then what happens meanwhile gets- tommy gets abducted by a car yes they got limo tints on that windshield in their robes uh <laughs> and they just snatch him because they're going to tar and feather him yeah like it's fucked up i know i know that this is all it happened like, yeah it's it happened history. this has happened but like i just it is something that like i i've never understood like how you can separate people like that like not like not in terms of, of like the racism itself like i mean i don't really understand the racism itself but like it's also like i don't understand how you can look at like anybody and want to cause them pain yeah you know yeah like that's i don't know it's just something i've never understood and i was a pain in the ass in a lot of uh classrooms growing up because of it (laughs) because it was i was like that kid that was just like but why like how yeah you know and it's not rational like there's no answer it's a they i don't know <laughs> i don't, have I, don't answer. Know. I don't know i don't know how you can tar and feather anybody i don't know how you can tar and feather a teenager like how do you look at a little kid it doesn't matter what the little kid is like what you think the little kid has done or what the little kid represents like how well, does a grown-ass adult look at a kid and be like yeah we're gonna burn him right because they're not human miranda so they're not if you're, you're not human it's easier to do bad things to things yeah but i can't do that to non-human things either like i I know you I can't, can't even squish bugs. I, I take them outside. Mm, I have squished bugs. <laughs> Trying to do it less. I yeah. But it's easier if you create a certain separation. That's why you have to lie so hard. And that's why like right. this escalates to where it does by the mm. end of the story, because he has to keep lying to himself to yeah. justify his actions. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we see Roberta. She kind of like she has like a gut feeling like he's not home yet. Something bad happened. Mm-hmm. She goes and reports reports it to the officer the officer's also in on it he's also part of the clan yeah this is, this is a different one this isn't the black man no it's a different officer yeah. sorry yes it's a white officer yeah this is just a normal police officer that's like um was put outside to watch their house because like the clan put it across burning there right. and this guy just brushes her off and is racist um she runs to the daily planet she goes and mm-hmm. tells olsen what's going on of course superman is there so boom he leaves bust into action he changes like that's a far way to run yeah shout out to her she's yeah strong uh it's like she lives in the suburbs and like the daily planet is in like downtown yeah she ran really far (laughs) she's an athlete he changes he doesn't fly yet because Mm -hmm. he's like suppressing that part of him so he runs very quickly on the power lines can you imagine that big ass man like jumping and landing on the power lines and them not snapping no i can't but suspend ourselves from leaf because he's superman yeah this this is all stuff that was that uh happened in like the comics in the radio show mm-hmm. uh we cut to the tommy he's in the car they he's talking mm-hmm. shit to them they're telling him their plan blah 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 he punches one of them in the face which is very funny he punches and, him and then he's like tucks and rolls out of the car yeah he breaks his arm yep he jumps into the water i believe mm-hmm. to get away from them because they're chasing him yeah um and at this point like you don't know like if they're gonna murder you they you don't know tarn feathering is like painful also like you want to get away from it so he jumps to the water roberto runs up to 
Chuck's house because she knows that it's him because of the red boots. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no. And then he gets a bat and he's like, get out of my property. He's trying to be intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then Superman shows up. <laughs> yeah. Like he goes to swing and then he feels it connect. And he's like, he has that oh shit moment of like, I didn't. He's very confusing. Chuck is a very confusing character. Yeah. Well, he's confused. Like he is conflicted. He doesn't want to be a bad person. He's just trying to like uphold yeah. what he's, he's, been he's, trying, he's trying to figure out how to be racist and also a good person. Right. They're incompatible. They are. <laughs> he's they learning are. now. Yep. <laughs> so he lands it. He's like, no, I didn't mean to actually hit you. It's revealed that he actually hit Superman and not mm-hmm. Roberta. It's like also Chuck's swing is strong, man. Yeah, he brought the fuck out of that. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I don't, it wouldn't, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> he has to be really strong, I think. Yeah. Like that is, that's not even Superman being strong. That is Chuck being strong. It's like I've seen people hit like telephone poles and the telephone pole definitely doesn't bend and the bat definitely doesn't break. Mm-mm, no, he has to be really strong. Uh, yeah. So Superman's talking to him, like, yep. waving your finger at him type thing. He's like, you can actually be helpful. And Chuck's like, I know where they're doing the ritual. Mm-hmm. He picks them up and they run. Yep. And they go find the brother. The brother is sinking. And that's the end of that first issue. Yep. Drowning. Yes. Boop. Story continues. Yeah. We're just in the heat of, we're in the action. Uh, Superman is like he, Chuck leads them to where um, their meeting place was. But like, obviously no one's there because they didn't actually snag the kid. The kid tucked and rolled. Yeah. And then he's like, trying to figure out like where this kid is and in his head he's hearing like the voices being like you know it's use your other you have other skills like don't just listen look and so he uses his x-ray vision and he sees there's a body in the lake Mm -hmm. so he pulls out tommy does not perform cpr even though yep you're supposed to that this was before cpr oh yeah, CPR okay. didn't, um, it wasn't <laughs> a thing until like, I want to say like the 70s. Yeah. Um, in the Doctor- 70s, Miranda? Yeah, it was like, I think like the 70s, like they didn't know about CPR until then. So um, if you watch Back to the Future, are you okay? The 70s, that's not a long time ago. No, it's not. <laughs> everyone just died. Ah! Yeah, everyone did just die. It's people say like, oh, well, what did we do before we had this medicine? We died. That's the answer. Okay. What happened in Back to the Future? <laughs> in Back to the Future, um, because he's like going back from like the 80s to the 50s, um, like at one point he hits a guy, like someone is choking and he's like, you know, do CBR. And they're like, what? And then he's like, oh my God. <laughs> like okay. he looks the guy. <laughs> Interesting. All right, yeah. cool. Thank you for telling me that. My brain exploded. Okay. <laughs> yeah so like he pulls him out of the river and then i don't know i guess they're just praying he wakes up and then he coughs up a bunch of water and he wakes up he's yeah okay. uh superman uses his cape to create a makeshift sling because he knows enough about medicine to do that and the police are taking them home superman doesn't know like what's going on with chuck like he doesn't know his involvement yeah so he just lets everyone go home yep obviously they're minors and they confront him yeah jimmy doesn't know he's in the clan jimmy's just like i know that you had beef with tommy like if you know something then you got to say it and then meanwhile like this angry little girl is just like no like you know all about the clan like give up the information like she is ready to leap across jimmy and strangle him right 
and then the cop is kind of like well you kind of you did what was right so i think like you know Mm -hmm. what's right and it's been a really long day like i'm just gonna take you home and then we could talk about it in the morning which Uh, i don't i cannot imagine any scenario where like a black police officer shows up to a clan house and it ends happy nope no you can't and if i remember correctly it doesn't end very well nope (laughs) so uh in this uh so yeah he runs into the hospital he's getting treated Mm -hmm. he's looking at his cape yeah uh superman yeah i didn't say who (laughs) superman (laughs) and um he sees that the aliens have changed the outfit they're wearing something that looks like his outfit Mm -hmm. they're just talking they're talking about like their powers they're like you don't know what you're capable of like you won't let yourself do it and then he boom has a flashback smallville 1926 that very intense religious person comes and she's like hey you have a demon in this house martha and what's his dad's name jonathan jonathan kent your kid's a fucking demon blah, 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 which is crazy and he has like the two little kids next to her like also egging her on don't bring the kids to the mediation what's going on mediate between the adults and then mediate between the students yeah. kids i don't know kids are fucking nosy it's hard to get them out of the business so. but they are doing a lot they're doing the most honestly yeah and it hurts his feeling he's a little kid like imagine mm-hmm. that sucks but he's like in like he's dealing with this internal thing of like is there something wrong with me because he's he doesn't know like he knows he's adopted he doesn't know that he's adopted from a different universe right he's just like kind of strong yeah and then all of a sudden he's shooting fire eyes which i would be freaked out by yeah like, I don't know. All of the superhero origin stories, people just know how to use their powers. Like, no, that would not be me. My my home would be a wreck. Yeah. My home would be a wreck and I would just stay in bed for probably a week. Yes, probably. So he's freaking out because he's an eight-year-old and he's being called a monster by like this very scary lady. And then she calls the cops on him. She cared him. She did. She did care in him. And I'm like, you know, luckily like the it's a small town and the cop knows everybody and he's just like well boy you a demon and he's like no sir and he's like good because i don't think demons make apple pie like your mama he doesn't actually say that i'm just being focused. but it's yeah it gives the vibes though yeah yeah so he leaves he's mm-hmm. like all right i'll let y'all parents parent bye and then he does like he tells his mom like that did happen like what what is going on with me what's going on and then She's like, well, like, we're your parents and we love you. That's all you really need to know. And he's like, that's not true. And he pulls out the little radio box that his dad had given him before. Yep. And he goes to secret and tries to listen. I think he tries to listen to it. No, he overhears his parents. Yeah. And like, she's like, I don't know if we should tell him. And then he's like, I don't know. Like, she's like, we should tell him. And the dad's like, well, I don't think we should. Like, I don't know if he's ready to hear all that stuff. And they kind of go back and forth. Yeah, like they're like, should we tell him that he's not, that he's what? That he's an alien? And then his mom is like, I would never use that word for our Clark. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, like they're doing the best that they can, but. Yeah, they do have somebody who's not from this planet and they're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he freaks out. The thing starts playing. He's like, oh my God, no. Like I'm gonna get caught listening in. That's not a good thing to do either because he is very much a rule follower. So he's like, oh my God. And he like yeah. runs. And it's like, stop, 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 stop. He launches it into the river. And he, this is where he decides that he's gonna be ordinary. Perfectly yeah. ordinary. Perfect. He's just gonna be a, a human. Yes. So he suppresses everything. Pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, the a, a note to the rule follower thing. Um, <laughs> this is an aside. 
this this is a complete aside, but there is um I think it happens in a cartoon. But Superman and Batman are talking to Superman's parents, like Mom, Pa, Kent. And like, they're, it's a Christmas episode. So they're talking about Christmas and they're like, oh yeah, we used to have to, we used to have to like wrap his Christmas presents and line his Christmas presents in lead so we wouldn't peek. And then he looked at them and he's like, no, Santa lined them in lead. Oh, <laughs> he's a real follower. Oh, yes. But this explains why, right? Like, yeah. He and broke- Batman is just like, why the fuck am I here? He's like, I don't even like you. <laughs> We're frenemies at best. Uh, but this does explain why, like he you know, had this like very traumatic thing happen, mm-hmm. where he didn't he lost control of his body and then was demonized literally. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I have to be perfect, and this is how it happens. Yep, this is what happens in childhood. He internalizes it. You grow up, and then you have to go to therapy to unlearn those things because it's okay to not be perfect. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's this whole reckoning. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. We see the family. They're at the hospital. They're, you know, checking with their son. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Superman had, oh, he was outside. Roberta goes and finds him. Yeah, he's just talks. standing there like a weirdo. Yeah. And she's like, are you okay? Yeah. They're just talking. I don't know. It's cute. They're just talking. She gives him the cape. He gives her the cape. So this escalates, right? Because he goes back, mm-hmm. goes back to his boss. And the boss is like, what do you mean the clan is here? Absolutely not. We need to flush them out. And then he they post like a reward. Yep. Uh, for anyone that knows anything about the clan, they'll give them a bunch of money for it. Yep. And obviously this kickstarts things like with that with the uncle, because the uncle is it's a series of escalations. Yes. So the uncle starts building a bomb. Meanwhile, like the cop comes to the house and like Chuck didn't tell his uncle about like his adventure with Superman last night. Mm-hmm. And so the uncle is making the assumption of like, oh, oh, they're on to me. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into hiding, which of course causes him to escalate more. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like the cop, no fucking clue this is a clan house, is just coming to talk to the boy to see what he knows. Mm-hmm. And he finds and Chuck finds out that his uncle is going to bomb like the the Unity House. Like they're going to bomb the community center because it encourages the mixing of people yeah yep we also see that the mom was kind of racist too (laughs) in chuck's house so everyone he's getting it from every angle yeah and but he learns like as he kind of because the uncle like codes it like he's like i wouldn't go to the unity house if i were you Mm -hmm. and then shows him the bomb and chuck's like oh my god i gotta get i gotta clear it like people should not be there uh they go to the yeah <laughs> it's just crazy it's just crazy it's kids like it's a community center for kids. it's a rec center yeah like they go there to play baseball and to play foosball it's a boys and girls club it is so we cut to the metropolis health department because that's where mr elite works remember everyone that's why they moved to the suburbs mm-hmm. and out of chinatown because he got a well more paying well paying job i don't know better paying job better thank you uh and so they moved so he's working there and Mr. Lee's like, I don't really, I don't like, I don't like this job. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, like, what do you mean? And he's like, hey, Lois, extraordinary lady 
who is a detective, although she's a journalist. He does not. No, he does not go do through that. those doors. No, no, but that is that's not what happens. What happens. <laughs> it's he is like okay, he bumps into name. her and he's like, Oh, well, if you want an interview, you should talk to my boss. And he points to his boss's office. And then Lois is like, sweet, I'm in. Yeah. And she just goes take a look to do. Okay. Well, what I said still applies. Yes. <laughs> Nobody can tell me anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he does point her, but she does like have like instinct. So she goes down to the corner, but she, I think she she actually does a turn. She turns. Yeah, anyway. instead of going down the hallway, she turns yeah. and she sees, I don't know, they're weird, like man in the back to tank. Yeah. So she sees stuff she's not supposed to see. There's another, there's a doctor there. No, there's a, I'm so sorry. This app is flipping he's out. He's a doctor. Okay. No, yeah. he's a doctor. Like he's one of the people that works at the, um, the health center. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Um, he's one of the doctors. He's the more overt racist one. Mm-hmm. He's also a clan member. Yeah. So he's uh, like, you gotta just, go. Just assume that all the racists are clan members in this. Yeah. It's like, you gotta go. And she's like, whatever. I saw what I needed to see. So she leaves. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chuck is totally wigging out he, because like, it's not, they're not attacking. Like the clan is attacking strangers. Like they're going to blow up where he hangs out. These are his friends. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to think of like, he doesn't want to out his family members because he does love his uncle. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, obviously, you know, he he makes the, the brave moral decision of blowing up children is bad. Yeah. And so he's like, I got to evacuate the place, but I can't let mm-hmm. them know what's going on. And so he gets everyone to go to a movie. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of this, Roberta is trying to make friends, but, you know, she's not she isn't going to deal with being othered in any way. So mm-hmm. like. It is causing friction because people don't like it when you point out they're like that they're they have a bad mindset about things or that like mm-hmm. they have like a wrong mindset about things, mm-hmm. you know, so she's right. She's right to do it, but it's it has consequences. It makes people feel uncomfortable and then they lash yeah. out. Yeah. So they're going to go see a movie and they're going to go watch Captain Desmo versus Genghis Akeem. It's Flash Inter- Gordon. It's yeah. fucking Flash Gordon is what it is. Flash Gordon and Ming the Merciless. Mm hmm. So she also runs into her her friends from Chinatown because they're mm-hmm. like in town, right? And uh, they kind of like ice her out. They're like, well, you think you're better than us because you don't live there anymore. She's like, no, like I miss you guys. Um, they're like, whatever, you're always like standoffish. But honestly, Roberta's just kind of awkward. <laughs> like I, I understood Roberta. She's awkward and she doesn't know how to shut up when like things don't make sense to her. Right. So she runs into two little girl, one, two little girls. One little girl is like mm. not having it. Like she doesn't want to talk to her brother. And the other little girls are like, no, like I understand. Like I get it. Uh, we'll see you later. But like you want to sit with us, but you should just sit with your new friends. Mm-hmm. And so she's once again, lonely. Yeah. We see Lois and, oh no, we see the parent, the parents talk to him. They're, they okay, keep showing so up. So Lois and Clark <laughs> are like, yeah, they keep showing up. So Lois and Clark yeah. are like in a coffee shop and Lois yeah. is talking about like, yeah, no, I saw like this weird lab. And then Clark sees his alien, like the alien hologram parents. And he's distracted because like it, it, it's <laughs> no one else can see them. It's all in his head. He's kind of going crazy here. And then Lois is like, well, I mean, if you're not going to listen to me, like, I'm not going to be here. Fuck you. Right. So she walks out. More power to her. She was wrong, but more power to her for setting boundaries. Yeah. Uh, so he meets up with the parents. The parents are mm-hmm. talking to him. And then we see mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, we flash. He has another flashback, and we see the continuation of Superman's story. It's the little kids, the bullies, and they're like, "Hey, do the thing again. Can mm-hmm. you levitate or float? Can you do that again, Demon Boy?" <laughs> yep. And their their names that are Kyle and Kenny. Yes. It's like, leave me alone. And then like another. Um, this is at church. Yeah. Like this happens outside of church because they're basically like, no, like you're like, we're not the crazy ones. You did those things. You're going to show everybody that you can do those things. And he's, he's being bullied. And mm-hmm. then like a little girl comes up and is like, what do you think you're doing? Yeah. And this is Lana Lang, who mm-hmm. is like his childhood best friend. But this is like the first time that they met. And then she's basically ready to throw down with Kyle and Kenny. Like she's yeah. ready to go. She kicks him in the shins. Yeah. And so like he's he's on the verge of having like a little meltdown. Like mm-hmm. Clark His is on the verge yeah. of having a little meltdown and then she deals with the problems herself. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh boy." And so and like that is what Clark is thinking about like as his ghost parent, his hologram parents are like questioning like basically like questioning like, "Oh, like why why are you not being everything you could be?" Why are you keeping Mm -hmm. everything a secret? And then he's, he has like a little, it's understandable. I feel bad calling it this, but it's, it's it's like a hissy fit. Mm -hmm. But he has a little hissy fit yelling at his hologram ghost parents about how he doesn't need them to come in and ruin his life because like he's, he, like he is perfectly happy. He has parents. He has a world. He is American. He's, he's a perfectly ordinary human. Yeah, he set up his reality already, right? Like he works yeah. his job, he helps people. Yep. The way he knows how to help people, not the way his parents are telling him to do it. Uh, so he he leaves. <laughs> He's yep. like, goodbye. And it's kind of funny because I'm so used to seeing Superman just fly everywhere. He's like, bye, and like takes the escape That's route. <laughs> the fire escape route. Yeah. So like, walks away from his parents. We're seeing another uh, like instance of otheringness. There's a lot mm-hmm. of this in it. Um, they're watching the movie, and you know, it's what did you call? What was his name? What's he based off? Of? Something Ming? Oh, uh, Ming the Merciless. Okay, so it's she's seeing that on screen, and that's supposed to be the representation. It's it's an alien representing. Yeah, but he looks. It is an Asian. alien that is Asian coded. Yeah, so not great. Yeah. So, um, so it's it's okay so it's putting two things right the alien thing which is what clark is and then the asian thing that roberta is and yeah. the kids are scared that he flies um they think he's like all aliens are trying to steal things like attack and be evil i'm sorry like out of all of the things to be scary why is flight the scary power like i literally don't know like the eye laser is terrifying yeah like i understand being afraid of the eye laser but like the flights yeah I'm just saying, like, there are more frightening things. Yeah, no, I agree. They're like, oh my God, he flies. But it seems to be like they're scared of the flying thing. But in the movie, the kids are all watching. They're like, how did they do that? Whoa, movie magic. They're talking about the FX. It's before uh, CGI. So, do, 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 do. She gets up. She's like, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she just leaves. Yeah, Tommy yeah. and Chuck are playing ball outside. Mm-hmm. And Roberta's so pissed off. Like, she's like, why are you like, what like what why are <laughs> you hanging that? out with the little racist yeah like what the fuck like you wanted us to go to the movies and you're not even watching the movie yeah and then tommy's like well he's still my teammate like we still have to be championship like the the game is still coming up mm-hmm. and then she's like well why are you hanging out with him she's like well he still helped save me like 
Yeah. Yes. But also this. Yeah. Tommy's going at it from the perspective of like, we got off on the wrong foot. Yeah. Because he doesn't know, right? Like he doesn't know that Tommy was wearing a hood. Only Mm -hmm. Roberta knows. Yeah. And then she calls him out. She's like, he was there. He was there at the night burning. Like, and he's like, Chuck. And he's like, yeah, it was me. I'm really sorry. I didn't want to hurt your family. And then Tommy's like very quick to be like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I believe you. It's okay. And then Roberta's like, why aren't you more mad? You know, but this is so hard to navigate because everyone is different. Everyone is unique. The experiences are similar, Mm -hmm. but the way you handle it is different for the way that you cope with things. Yeah. So Tommy's more like, like get in where you can fit in. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, you did that thing and it hurt, like it was scary and it hurt us, but I'm okay now. And I can only be okay with where I'm at now. And maybe he's in, he's operating in a, in a space of like forgiveness. Like, yeah, if I forgive you, maybe it'll stop a cycle. Yeah. And there's power to that, but there's also like, Roberta's fine too. Like if she never wants to talk to this boy ever again, I get that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would want to. Yeah. Both are completely valid. Like it is. It is up to each individual person to decide how they want to handle how, what people do to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where he kind of Chuck lets it slip that the uncle mm-hmm. was planning to blow up the unity house. And then Jimmy pops out of nowhere. <laughs> yes. Like, Everyone's like, we're over the movie. <laughs> yeah. And so they go back. They see two clansmen climbing out the window. Um, they know there's a bomb. And so... Um, Chuck and Tommy go to call like for help. And then meanwhile, Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and Roberta are going to stop like the Klansmen because like they know that even though the kids aren't in the unity house, the, um, the three religious the, people. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Like there's like a pastor, a reverend and a rabbi, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're still there because people work there. It's not just kids. Yeah. <laughs> so they're running, 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 running around mm-hmm. to go get help. We see Lois and Clark. He's like, I'm so sorry about earlier. It's not yep. checking out a lady. And she's like, uh-huh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you're impossible. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't listening to her. He wasn't listening because he heard with his super hearing that something was going down at Unity House. Honestly, so he- I relate though. Cause like I'll be listening and then something mm-hmm. happens and I start like listening to the other conversation. I'm like, what mm-hmm. did you say? I'm so sorry. I got distracted. Yeah, that's, um, I do the same thing. Um, I uh, <laughs> I just pretend like I'm stupid. No, I don't pretend <laughs> like I'm stupid. I pretend like I'm an airhead. Uh, so like yeah. I, if I don't think that I heard the directions correctly, I will ask people. Like I'll be straight up like, oh, so what do I do after this step? Oh, or okay. like, oh, can you help me? Like, can you help me change the printer ink? Like, I don't think I don't, I haven't done it yet. And I will straight up lie to people if I don't think I have all the information. (laughs) I, it's not weaponized incompetence because I don't use it to get people to do my work, but it's very similar of, I pretend that I know less than I do so that people will explain things to me again. Mm -hmm. I see. So I did it my entire life (laughs) because I struggle to pay, to focus. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think for you me, know? it depends on the day. I'll be like, uh, can you just say that again? Sorry, I was listening. Or I spaced out. Sorry, can you tell me? Other times I'm like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I get embarrassed and I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, so, I, uh, I was 
I was in gate as a kid. Mm. And one of the things that like when you're in gate is they say like, oh, don't tell people what you do when you go to to it. Like you're supposed to like go out of class and then insert yourself back into class like as quietly as possible. Uh-huh. And so um, they emphasize like using context clues to figure out what everyone else is doing when you go back to class. And like, I think I've just adapted that into my entire life of like, no, I can't let people know that like, I don't know what's happening. I just, I just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like people can never know. Right. How would they know? They will never know. I would rather die than for them to know. Oh my God. No, that's extreme. They can know it's fine. <laughs> they cannot, they cannot know. Like it's, it is never, it is never that I wasn't listening. It's always like, oh, like I forgot, like, what do you do after this? Or like, I've never done this before. Can you walk me through it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> Like I will get through the situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I have possible. It's it is what I do. All right, I've done it my entire life. I have um, when I forget people's names, I ask them how to spell their names. Mm-hmm. That's my secret. If I am pretty sure that like when we first met, I asked you how to spell your name like three times because I could not remember it. That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. So and it's not that I couldn't remember how to spell your name. It's because I couldn't remember your name at all. And so I would be like, That's oh okay. well, how do you spell that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've used that tactic I just waited until someone else comes in like hey let me introduce you this is this person and I let it open for someone else to introduce them so they'll say they'll say their names <laughs> yeah um yeah sometimes I just forget I'm like what but you're not supposed to forget it? it is socially unacceptable to forget it is socially unacceptable to forget anybody's names even if it's just a name of a person that you're going to meet once in your life and never see again yeah and it's ridiculous it is a, a hard right expectation I can't I can't remember what I'm out of in the grocery in like the at the grocery store how can I be it be expected to remember people's names that I heard like for less than a second once great question no answer (laughs) yeah sorry well it sounds like your tactics are working so (laughs) I guess continue doing that (laughs) uh all right so back in the comic he Clark Hops into action. He realizes something's going on. He's running back. Roberta and Olsen confront the two clans people. They're fighting Mm -hmm. them. And then obviously they're getting overpowered because they're adults and the adults will beat the children. Superman's there. He grabs them by like the scruff basically Mm -hmm. um, and launches them, launches one into the tree, runs with the other one. Yep. Because he knows there's a bomb in the building. And so his idea is... Well, like if I take him into the building with the bomb, then he'll tell me where it is because he doesn't want to get blown up. Right. It backfires spectacularly. This guy's down to die for the cause. Yeah. Because he wants to be a martyr. He grabbed the wrong one. All right. The one that he hung up in a tree would have been, been the one. Told him. Yeah. That would have been the one. So he's Superman. He saves the people, but he can't save the building. So the Unity House gets kaboomed. And then we see the, the officer, the black officer. Mm-hmm. And he the clan into... attacks the Daily Planet. Yes, and that the black officer is also there. Yes, so the black officer is there because he com- he's confronting like the Jonah Jameson of this of this Harry White. And, thank you. He um is like, dude, like you did this and you like stretch like you made it worse by doing this. And the guy's like, well, I was just trying to help. And he's like, you did not help yeah. at all. You didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who comes in? the clan and they so say some crazy ass shit yeah and um lois is like the baller that 
uh, she's amazing yep she's like has a knife to her face and she's like with her little notepad and a pen and she's like hey how about uh we sit down for an interview instead <laughs> let me get your perspective she's a boss babe all right she is yes, like she is lois lane would be like always be plugging always stay plugging for the daily planet yep you know she is she is she has amazing that energy more than we do uh, mm-hmm. so um one of the clients people is like talking shit to the the officer and he's like i hate that you wear the badge like, you're desecrating it blah 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 give it to me and he's like you have to kill me first and he's like okay yeah we will Meanwhile, um, we're back at the community center and they're kind of puzzling like, hey, if if this was like their big thing, they were going to blow up like community house. Why is there only two of them here? Like, where are the rest? And they're like, oh, they must have gone somewhere else. Yeah. The Daily Planets. Yep. And then they scooter into the city. Roberta does not have to run this time. No, they can't. <laughs> They've got a little like Vespa. Yep. And um, I don't know how they accomplished this. Like, I, I seriously don't know how they accomplished this, but the Daily Planet has, like, a large planet on top of their building. <laughs> yeah. And someone, some clansman climbed out on top of the skyscraper to put a larger-than-life cross in fire on, oh, like, their building on the topper. Build, on the, the building topper, the star, the planet. Yeah. There's up there. Yeah, it looks intense. Very scary imagery. And that's where that one concludes. (laughs) That that is what I thought about is I'm like, what did they like? Did they have a ladder? What ladder is big enough? Yep. How like what did they what fire what fire starter did they use to to Uh, burn like what I assume is like deco? I didn't have those thoughts, but they're valid thoughts. I was just like, damn, it looks crazy. (laughs) That's scary. (laughs) It's always about the logistics with me. That's fair. But we're on to the third book. Third book opens up um, year 10 years ago. Superman is like 18. He is in Smallville. His crazy best friend, Lana, has dragged him to the circus. A circus it's, where uh, everything happens. I I don't know how this is possible, but I'm pretty sure that like those are the Flying Graysons. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's, there's an acrobat family and it's like a mom and a dad and a little boy and they're in Robin colors. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. No, I thought the same thing. I think I texted you, right? I was like, does everything happen in a fucking yes, you circus? <laughs> this is where he gets the idea for his uh, costume. Yeah, his entire shtick. Because they go to a circus. Uh, he sees the strong man. Circus outfit. Okay, so Superman's original outfit is based off of a strong man's outfit, um, both in universe and out of universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in universe. In universe in terms of this comic book. Mm-hmm. Like, it is based off of the strong man's outfit. And then... Out of universe, like when uh, Siegel and Schuler, is it, it's Schuler, right? Spiegel and Schuler? I think so. Let me look at it real fast. Siegel, Schuster. Siegel and Schuster? Yeah. Yeah. So like when Siegel and Schuster were designing the aesthetic of like their Superman, um, they, they used like a circus strongman as like the basis of it. Mm-hmm. And so he sees like the strongman who can do like these amazing things that other humans can't do. And it, it, and then there's a fire and he helps the strong man, like he saves the strong man's life. And then they put out the fire and later they're talking about it. And he, he's like, how can you, like, how do you feel so confident? And he's like, put on a fucking costume. It helps. <laughs> yeah. You know, just create that, create that little barrier of difference between like the you that is you and the you that is doing these amazing things. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's how it happens. And his mom makes him a costume with the S on it. Yep. With the S. And then he's just like, and he resolves that like he's going to, he's not living his authentic self, but it's like he's a living more of, of it. Yeah. He's yeah. living a version of it because he's like, he's still, he's still thinking in the terms of like human limitation, but he's like, well, the strong man was not stronger than normal people. So like I can be a little bit stronger because humans are strong. Uh, humans are, humans can be fast. So I can just be a little bit faster. Right. Like he's still limiting himself, but he's more accepting. Like he's, he's on the road to acceptance. Mm -hmm. So he climbs up the, the, he start. he gets, he gets to the daily planet and then he starts like climbing, like up the side of the skyscraper. And then, and then like Jimmy and Roberta are watching him and they're like, why is he so slow? Yeah. And so I get it because it's something like bad stuff is happening and everything seems slow when you're trying to receive help or get help, you know, <laughs> give help or get help. Yeah. Um. So she's like, I don't know why he's going so slow. So they're like, we have to go into the building too. Mm-hmm. I guess it's constructive criticism. He puts uh, Clark or name, Superman puts out the thing. What's his name? What's the <laughs> name of arguably the most famous superhero. <laughs> Clarky boy. The super strong man puts out the fire. He walks into the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like evaluating everything. And the people have left. The yeah. They've left the building. It is literally like, oh man, you just missed them. Yeah. Because he's walking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so um, the clan has kidnapped, has absconded with um, the inspect with the policeman with Lois Lane and with Perry White. Like, I I assume that they originally just gonna take Perry White and the policeman, but then Lois was like, wait, can I get an interview? Yeah, they're like, oh my God, can you just just bring her to? We cut back to the Unity house. Chuck mm-hmm. and Tommy are finally talking. I think this is where Tommy finally is like, dude, what the fuck? Do you, like, I'm trying to be cool, but do you not see my arm is broken because of your fucking family? Like- yeah. What do you want from us? Do you want us to move back? Like, do you not want me on the team? Like, what is it that you want? And this is mm-hmm. where Chuck's like, I don't want my family to be bad. I don't want that to be the reality. Like, I'm trying to justify like my relationship with my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm just having a hard time. And Tommy's like, okay, great. But my arm is broken, dude. Like, like actions great. have consequences. You hurt me. You've hurt the Unity House. You've hurt our community. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy's like, whatever, bye. And he leaves. Yeah. It disillusions Tommy because like he's, yes, he's been trying to like fit himself in where he can. And yes, he's been like trying to pass, but he's also been operating off of the mindset of like, we're all the same team. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter that I'm not white, like, because we're all working together and like, we're all pals Mm -hmm. and basically like Chuck throws it in his face. Yeah. Of being like, no, like it's, you know, we can't, we can't mix. So he's disillusioned. And Chuck, meanwhile, is like trying to figure out, trying to, to overcome the cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. Tommy leaves. We cut to the clubhouse, the clan's cl- club. Yeah, the clan's club, the clan club. You know, they have them hostage. They're tied up. Yeah. They're being terrible uh well they're kind of like laughing at them so the people that are tied up so lois lane the cop and perry white Mm -hmm. are they're just there and they're like okay can you just like 
let us go or like can you stop and then the guy's like i have this great sword that i'm gonna use to hurt you and lord's lois is like uh uh-huh, it costs you 2.99 like what are you gonna do with that sword and they start laughing at that uh, i mean and to be fair leaving a price tag on your evil sword faux pas of the century yeah so what a genius they're talking shit to them the wizard like he zeroes in on the officer uh and he's like i'm just gonna cut you first and then who breaks in through the wall kool-aid man style superman (laughs) oh yep um so there's a fight he breaks the the grand scorpion breaks the sword Mm -hmm. on superman because he's you know the man of steel yeah they get their asses kind of handled handed to them there's a fire they get all wrapped up and finally mm-hmm. the, the officer gets to punch one of them yep yay i'm happy for him they get arrested all of that superman is talking to the the grand scorpion who again is like uh chuck's uncle you know you know and he's like uh basically like i'll stop you because i'm superman and this this doesn't stand and it's Meanwhile, uh, and he's just, and then the uncle is just like, oh, but the clan will always come back because, ooh, we're Hydra. <laughs> it was Hydra vibes. All right. He was mm-hmm. like, kill me and a hundred more will take my place. We'll take my place. Yeah. yeah. Like we have a conviction in a strong America, pure America, and you can't smash that. He, just basically clan rhetoric of like, you can't unite a country of people that don't all look the same. And it's like, you're really one of us. You represent the best that like what a human can do or yeah. not the best, the best of what a white man can do. Yes. So it strikes a nerve. Mm-hmm. They all get arrested, but the cop, but one of the cops is a member of the clan. What a shock. Yeah. So he gets the scorpion out. Mm-hmm. And then we see Roberta and him, mm-hmm. like he gives her a ride, basically piggyback ride. Yep. Uh, and this is where Roberta calls him out. <laughs> yeah. She's like, so why you hold him back, bro? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm pretty sure you're, you have other powers and you're just holding yourself back because that's how I feel. Like you're trying to fit in. And then he, this is my favorite panel mm-hmm. where he just runs away from her. <laughs> he can't handle the truth. No. And she's a little harsh. Like, I'm not going to lie, but also people's lives are at stake. So I guess, you know, it's kind of warranted. Um, she's like we could have like it didn't have to get to this point if you would have just flown Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure you can fly just just live up to your potential bro and super is like ah it's like gotta go bye whooshes away roberta feels bad like she said all that she is harsh though like she is straight up harsh of being like yeah i get it you're trying to fit in but if you were trying to help people and you can do these things, but you're not doing them, then it's like, it's not helpful. Yeah. Like you are the one endangering people. And it's like, oh, that's a little harsh kid. Yeah. It's, uh, it is not Superman's fault that the clan attacked. Right. So he runs all the way back to Kansas. Yes. And he gets a hug from his parents. Yeah. That he needed. I support that. Yeah. It's a support system. They talk to him. He just, he needed to be reassured that like, even if he isn't human, like it doesn't change how they feel about him. Right. And he runs to Lake Solitude. He jumps into it. That's where he threw the little radio. And what has happened? The Fortress of Solitude has happened underwater. 
right. in this universe, in this universe, rather than like the Fortress of Solitude being in Antarctica. It's just in like a random lake in Kansas. Like no coldest, one's going to find this. The coldest lake ever. Right. Like no one's going to find this. No fisherman is going to pull up like giant chunks of crystal. Mm-mm. No. He swims into it and he sees his parents and they no longer look like aliens. They kind of look like humans in cool outfits. Yeah. Um, they look like what they actually look like because he's ready to accept it. Yeah. So they come back. It cuts back to Metropolis just before daybreak. And it's the uncle, the grand wizard. He goes and finds like the bigger. Uh, oh, not wizard. The grand scorpion. He goes and finds the bigger scorpion. <laughs> yeah. The bigger scorpion. The grand the regional manager. Mogul. <laughs> the regional manager. Yes, he goes to the regional manager who has a throne. And he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yep. And he takes off his mask. And who is it? It's the dad's boss. It's uh, Roberta's dad's boss. From the doctor. From yes. the doctor, the hospital. The yep. health department, not the hospital, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> he gets yeah. written up, basically. Basically, because uh, like... um. The Grand Scorpion, Chuck's uncle, is, for better or worse, he's a true believer. Like, he genuinely believes the rhetoric. And then he's basically going and being like, I need help, like, to, to deal with, like, this thing that's happening. And the the mogul is just like, oh, my God, you don't even know what you did. And he's like, yeah, I got a bunch of us arrested. Like, no, you moron. Like, it's all about the merchandising. Yeah, it's, this is all bad for Lee. Just... When we were about to launch a new membership drive, they would have paid us $100 each for initiation fees and another $25 for robes and hoods. You've cost us thousands upon thousands of dollars, rigs. Slap! You fool! Um, Yeah, this is the MLM part of it. It is. It is the MLM part of it. (laughs) We go back to the Lees. Uh, Dad has quit his job because he's like, I no longer believe it is wrong to hate people for not being like me yeah um they're having a traditional yeah lunch dinner breakfast. oh breakfast excuse me it's breakfast because it's, it's um porridge and then with the yeah. toppings yes um honestly looks bomb i'm hungry right now so i'm like oh, dear, yeah some, some food right now man she looks bomb anyway so they're you know cutting. they're kind of a good a good breakfast like yeah. they're all working together the mom is speaking in Cantonese and the dad's not like correcting her mm-hmm. quote unquote correcting her um Lois shows up and she tells Roberta like you got moxie if you ever want to be a journalist call me and gives her a very nice pen yeah she you must be I'm- older because she does like recruit her I'm like and I thought she was like little I was like how is she getting a little yeah. kid to work for her so she I mean it's it is the 40s labor laws are different <laughs> Yeah, I did think about that, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I thought she was 12 for most of the story, but I think she's supposed to be older than that. It's mm-hmm. just, she's ambiguously aged. Yeah. And she's shorter than every other character. So mm-hmm. that just, to me, I was like, oh, she's young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they dress her, I guess, of the time, but mm-hmm. she has like slightly longer skirt. She she still wears a little bow. So she just seems young. Yeah. And yeah. Just- so she at this point they kind of like the dad's like i quit and they asked him why and he's like uh you know it's kind of like a secret like i'm not gonna tell you why i quit it's just like i have my reasons Mm -hmm. and so lois is like well it sounds like you have your first lead like if you really want answers like you know start investigating which is what causes roberta to basically just dig up man this family moved there like a week ago and they're already unpacked they are on top of things i love that i wish i had that 
I, it, it took me months. It took me months <laughs> to unpack. Like I had a whole thing where like I unpacked two boxes like every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> because that was all I could like mentally handle. For sure. Yep. So, but they are unpacked. And so she goes and she searches in their basement and she finds like some of her dad's work stuff. And she discovers that the health department of got of metropolis i keep forgetting the name gotham. i keep going to call it gotham. Low key gotham behavior so <laughs> yeah right but he finds out that what her dad was working on was a weapon to take out superman and yes. what is that weapon a space stone kryptonite <laughs> it's early research on kryptonite because apparently mm-hmm. the nazis found it and that's what they were using to power their supermen and then uh, the Nazi that Superman was fighting in the beginning when he got captured, they just siphoned his blood, which apparently had a bunch of it in it. Sorry to be that guy. Yeah. Right. Ouch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that part till right now. Ew. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Superman is talking to his hologram parents. They're basically talking about like his origin story of the destruction of Krypton. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is him mentally reconciling that he is of two worlds. Yes. And that that's okay. Like he doesn't have to choose one or the other. He he can be both and he can live his best life as both. Yeah. And then meanwhile And then we cut back the to Grand Regional Mogul. Manager. <laughs> regional manager. And meanwhile, regional manager. Again, just breaking down like the profit costs. Like he's like, You cost us so much money. Like, are you serious? Like you mm-hmm. really believe this? Like we're just trying to make money. Yeah. And he's like, Well, aren't you racist? He's like, no, 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 no. I am still racist. But oh, you're frozen. Did I cut you off? It wasn't that much. I was just saying that you explained everything. So the regional manager is explaining to (laughs) the Grand Scorpion, like, hey, you moron, we need the money to fund this other thing. And the other thing is the super soldier serum, and they're making weapons out of it. And he's walking him through all that. And that's what we're seeing through the panels. Yeah. And the uncle's like, but wait, what about the racism? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm still racist. You know? Yeah. Always. Yeah. it's always so and it's uh it's just like no but i believe people people so long as they stay in their lanes then they have their uses and superman Mm -hmm. is not staying in his lane right like basically if you stay in your stereotype it doesn't bother me as much but once you start like acting out of that like i have an issue with you yeah like reaching beyond your race idea Yeah. yeah and so he shows him like the kryptonite weapons and he's like we're gonna take out we can take out superman if we ever need to and then mm-hmm. he's like, but you've told me all of this. And he's like, yeah, because you'll, n- you won't live to tell anyone else. Ha ha ha. Yep. And then they fight. Yep. And then they fight. And I guess it's assumed that I guess the uncle kills him. He like throttles him. Yes. Cause it, yes, he, yep. Murder. Murder most foul. So. Okay. Yep. Baseball. <laughs> We're at the baseball game. The baseball game is there. It They're is. Watching the championship. The Delaware Championships. Yep. And Tommy did not want to go so because he's okay. all sad. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, meanwhile, uh, Roberta has like a new lease on life of being like, no, I'm going to try again. Yeah. Like, it is not cool that they're othering me, but like, I want to make my situation better. Right. So she finally goes up. And this is where we learned the little girl's names. Because this is when she finally asked, like, oh, I never asked. What's your name? Mm-hmm. And it's Joan and Alexandria. No, Alex, Alexstra. What? Uh, Alexandra? What is wrong with me? It's Alexandra. Joan and Ale- I said Alexandria, and I was like, oh. there's not an I in that. <laughs> Adding letters. Right. 
amazing okay so that's where i'm at mm-hmm. and, okay so everyone's going at this game we see the the officer and his pals we see mr and dr lee and mrs lee uh the racist cop but the important part is mr lee's like i guess no longer racist like he's he's reforming himself i think like he's not like like walking away from the black people anymore he's just like hey thank you yeah being a good person and you know allowing me to grow also that's not written on the page but i feel like that's what's being yeah to us no that is that's what's happening is he's like like i i was out of line thank you for helping and then the cop like does the whole like trying to sweep it over like i was doing my job he's like no that wasn't like you weren't just doing your job you were being a good neighbor and i was being an asshole right and then Roberta sees Lois and she's like, I'm going to go talk to her about like the weird shit that my dad had in the basement. Right. And then she gets and got. She, yeah. She gets grabbed. <laughs> they rip her little cute blazer that her mom made her. Yep. Her Superman, Superman, Superman cape. Oh, very cute. Okay. Uh, R.I.P. that coat. Ah, uh, so nice. But he has like a bunch of capes. So she, uh, you know. <laughs> Give her another probably... one at the end. She just no, goes around should. without one. Damn it. She's always cold. It started with her cold and it ends with her cold. Right. And it's the Grand Scorpion in his stupid robes uh, with no hood. Yeah, because he time. doesn't care anymore. Yep. He drags her to the middle of the field. He says, I'm the Grand Scorpion of the mm-hmm. clan of the Fiery Cross. And he's upset because he's like, you guys are all together. Like, it's impure. Blah, 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 blue, 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 blue. Mm-hmm. and then everyone like kind of goes to attack him because they're like ah hell no not in our community mm-hmm. and the kids like be- the net chuck hits yep. him with the bat which if look he broke the bat earlier so he fucked them up <laughs> yeah <laughs> see hit the shit out of him yeah uh everyone gets a punch in mm-hmm. but they're kids so it doesn't really hurt him he grabs the <laughs> and then he uses his he's like he grabs his superman bazooka yeah his plasma gun and what he's about to shoot chuck mm-hmm. and boom we see laser eyes superman being the full out of this world person he or alien he is he yeah is flying. the eyes are glowing he looks cool as shit he does. and everyone freaks out <laughs> yeah they're pointing and like oh my god an superman! yeah and everyone's scared yeah and he mm-hmm. looks at lois Mm-hmm. it's like a little heart it's not drawn but little heart eyes he says she's yeah. fearless this is why i love her yeah i love her yeah it's forced in nature who cannot love lois lane right yeah so uh the grand wizard uh grand scorpion is like you know how he can do all those things mm-hmm. he's a foreigner Da-da-da! he's trying to turn the crowd against superman basically like turning public perception and it works you know for the adults yeah it it, Uh, like they're freaked out and then the kids are like but that's superman relax Mm -hmm. everyone and superman does like make a little speech he's like yeah so i was not born here but like everything you know about me is still me so deal with it yep he gets blasted by the krypton ray (laughs) kryptonite ray (laughs) kryptonite kryptonite right this is how much i know about it the space rock gray <laughs> i was like why is it named the same plant as oh it's not. man one of these days we're gonna have to talk about like red kryptonite no <laughs> i gotta no. figure this one out first no red crypt okay there's there's a lot of different kinds of kryptonite and no. at this point in time they've been canonized into having different properties 
But back in the day, back in like the 60s and 70s, Red Kryptonite just did everything. So like Green Kryptonite made him sick and then Red Kryptonite just fucked shit up. It like turned him into a bug at one point. Like it was wild. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. We'll have to explore it another day. Maybe we'll do like a Kryptonon frenzy. (laughs) Just Kryptonite. A single single issue of all the different colors of Kryptonite. Break a latest brain day. So <laughs> you can't tell the robins apart. Try oh, and tell the space rocks apart. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> All right, you're doing so good. Like it's it's hard. It is really hard. And then different artists draw them different ways. Like I get it. Uh, I don't know. Thank you for being nice. So he gets shot at, and he's like, Ugh. and who knows the secret? Roberta knows the secret because she went through those files and she had like this ball antidote thing lead lead it's not an answer Thank it's you. lead it, it's <laughs> okay just, cool because lead <laughs> blocks lead. it and so it, he just he, oh it says is lead duh. yeah and so like lead blocks it and so he just jams this giant lead ball into the mouth of like the the kryptonite bazooka and then it yeah, can't it hurt blocks. him anymore yep mm-hmm. and the racist cop is holding the other cop kind of hostage and the mm-hmm. parents the lee family hostage and he gets punched yeah oh he gets well he gets tackled actually uh and then yeah that's kind of the end of it but wait no it's not we need some extra drama and flair underneath the clan robes a bomb strapped to his chest yeah but he superman can fly now so he just grabs him flies up into the air Mm -hmm. and punches the dynamite like breaks the bomb (laughs) he freezes it he freezes did it. he freeze it? oh he yeah. did freeze it and he's then blowing he on it. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i forgot that he has cool air his ice breath is not a great power i i will always stand by at a certain point in time superman's power was yes and it's like oh mm-hmm. can he fly yes and he can shoot lasers oh is he super strong yes and he has ice breath it's just yes and yep you're absolutely right mm-hmm so once again, they have another thing where they're having a discussion mm-hmm. and he's like, the Grand Scorpion's like, you're a fool, Superman. You have such power. Even I must concede that you are a superior race and then all this stuff. And then he's like, you're brainwashed, Superman. Like you can't be like them. Like you have no history with them. You have no blood with them. You share no blood. All this stuff. It's like, you can't. It is, it is this, I, it is this close to just saying like the lame stream media. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Superman is like, no, we're bound to each other. Like we're mm-hmm. bound by our existence near each other. We're our future. We're bound by our future together. Yeah. Uh, and that even includes you once you've renounced your hate and paid for what you've done. And then the grand Scorpion is like, I'd rather die. Yeah. And so he stabs Superman with a kryptonite blade yes i don't know where he got it he just has it yeah it hurts him he falls Mm -hmm. but he comes back to life like he comes he snaps back into it he saves the grand scorpion and then he flies off with lois lane to have a date hey like it's uh him him accepting himself gave him the courage to ask her out yep uh, we <laughs> also we, can you imagine how random that would be like you're at a baseball game it gets attacked by racists there's a guy that has a bazooka bazooka explodes you think it's over no he's got a bomb superman flies him away 
they're falling in the air. Oh no. And then he saves him at the last minute. And then Superman just yank, grabs a woman and flies away. I'd be confused. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> grabs a woman, just abducts her. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. That's exactly what happens in the perspective of everyone else. Mm-hmm. So Lois is good with it though. She's like, hey, let's go. Yeah. All right. So they have to reschedule the game because obviously the uh, <laughs> it got a little interrupted. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Roberto, we saw that you could throw too. So you should be a part of the team. And then we cut back to the Daily Planet mm-hmm. and we see the headline Superman, immigrant from Krypton, citizens of Metropolis. His S is an ancient symbol, ancient symbol for hope. Yep. It doesn't stand for Superman, everyone. He's hope. <laughs> yeah. It's the S stands for hope and the bat yeah. is a fucking bat. <laughs> yes <laughs> don't let the media from gotham tell you any different <laughs> yeah so but it's um roberta goes to the daily planet because she is ready to take lois lane up on well she's not ready at this point lois lane is like no i was serious about that job offer thing but yeah she's gonna she return, the, return pen. the pen yeah because mm-hmm. she thinks that like it was lois's pen and then lois is like no no i got that for you and she's like well what do you mean like my name's roberta it's like sure it is lanshin <laughs> because it, it has the initials ll in, like in it yeah. so she thought it was lois lane's pen that was given she's like no but she it was lanshin lee so ll mm-hmm. and yeah that's how it ends basically she's a cover reporter for the daily planet and she's working on making the city of metropolis her home just like superman yeah the end would you recommend it yeah i would actually i would recommend this i think it's um Honestly, it's a pretty quick read, um, although it's like longer issues, but I kind of like this format. I don't know. I was like, okay, I feel like this is easier for me to like follow along for whatever reason, but I did like it for its readability. I think it has good lessons in it. Mm-hmm. They do kind of tie everything up nicely because it's a comic book and it is for kids and it's supposed to be hopeful. Yeah. Um, but that the work that they're doing is like everlasting work working to be better to work through your biases and stuff i think it's a really good i think it's really good honestly i liked it a lot how about you would you recommend it absolutely i had a lot of fun reading this one uh the art is beautiful yes like it is it's the art style fills you with joy yeah it's um mm -hmm. very it's not like typical comic book art style it's more i don't want to say disney-esque but it is slightly it's like they're more like animation type style versus yeah. graphic style yeah it's like a it, it's like it, it isn't quite like a manga art style like it mm-hmm. is definitely I can see why they were told that like their art wouldn't sell in the Japanese market mm-hmm. but it, it is like it's like Avatar like Avatar the Last Airbender mm-hmm. like that's they drew what it. it looks like well they didn't draw the the no they drew the comic though the comics yeah so if you've seen that it's similar to that yeah, so it's a lot of very thin lines. It's um, a lot of like expressive eyes, cute eyes. Yeah, it's so, good. Yeah, it's it is it's really good. It's beautiful. To look at the colors are lovely, mm-hmm. and like it is story about like making the world a better place. And who doesn't want to read that? Yeah, like regular people too, not just Superman. Yeah, and it's I haven't like. The Superman stories that I have read don't tend to talk about like his own internal struggle mm-hmm. of like being the last son of Krypton as well as being like a human being. Right. So I think like 
this, I really empathize with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, which is not something that I feel very often with Superman. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Same. Uh, Yeah, I feel like I respect him more now. (laughs) Just like, okay. And like, I'll, you know, keep that in mind as as I continue Mm -hmm. to read like his stories and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. All right, everyone. So next week, we're going to be reading The Secret Society of Supervillains. It is in on the universe, the DC Universe Infinite app. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Conway and Pablo Marcos are the two main people credited on the app. I'm sure there's more workers. We'll go over it next next time. But yeah, so we'll be reading that. That's your assignment for next week. Go ahead and find a way to get it. We'll be reading from issue. It doesn't say that. Oh, yeah. Issues number one through 10. So should be fun it's from the 70s those are always a good time <laughs> oh my gosh um speaking to the app uh the first you know what the first result is when i typed in secret society of supervillains no what was it justice league of america 2013 issue number four nope <laughs> justice league of america it. 1960 forever evil rogues rebellion number two secret origins for justice society Oh my god. Okay, I found it. Secret Society of Supervillains. Okay. <laughs> it's um a bunch of people with really angular faces standing over Superman, right? Uh yes. Yeah. All right. This is gonna be fun. So that's what we're reading. Yeah. Where can the people find you, Miranda? Well, if you would like to reach out to me directly, I am Dynamity Miranda on TikTok. I repeat, I am Dino Mighty Miranda. I'm your friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. Um, I talk about comic books and if you would like to catch me live, um, I go live every single Thursday and Saturday at 9 PM Pacific standard time. If you would like to reach out to us as a collective, we are the sidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat the sidekicks, capital T H E capital S E I D capital K I C K S at gmail.com. Please email us. If you have a recommendation, email us. If you work in the industry and would like to talk to us, email us. If you just like, you know, have constructive criticism. Additionally, we are on Apple Podcasts, so feel free to leave a five-star review if you are enjoying the series. I mean, leave us a review anyway, even if like it's not five-star, but we will read the five stars out loud on air. Yes. And if you would like to just follow us, you know, quietly and you don't want to reach out to us directly, you can follow us as the sidekicks on Instagram. We post pictures of the things that we talk about on the show. Where can the people find you, Aleda? So the people can find me on TikTok and Instagram as Orchata Chica. So that's it. That's where you can find me. <laughs> I do art stuff. I post about my daily life, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, um, do everything Miranda said. Leave a review, reach out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. If you are another comic book podcast and you want to do a crossover with us, we're open. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but and on that note, uh, we don't have an outro song. So every single week, I make up a jingle from my brain, and they're not very long. Today, we read about Superman. So, what does music sound like on Krypton? Yeah. <laughs>